across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Man alive, they always have the studio so hot in here. Uh, busy show tonight, 0844 499 if you want to give us a call. I'm about to set up the Periscope, uh, and we've got Luke Haynes in the studio as well. All of that and more after the news at 10 o'clock. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Are you mad like Uncle Terry? Or are you mad like Mum? Flapping like a flip-flop As your stitches come undone Are you mad? 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 Is your bothering low-level But at best, you're just a pest your fishing drains for old bird's hair to feather your mad nest. Are you mad? 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 mad? And the one who's winning the darts is Eric Bobby George. Best years behind you Do you shake like pots and pans Have a rummage in the freezer, love Are you free of mad? Are you 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 mad? Spaghetti hoops Spaghetti shapes, alphabet spaghetti. Are you mad? Now, I, I got a feeling it goes on. I've got a feeling you're not going to be hearing that too often on the radio. How many? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it's brilliant. I, I, I've had that on a loop today. That's that's the family uh, version of it, guys. How many other songs mention alphabet spaghetti? I don't think any do. Uh, Luke Haynes right. wrote that, sang it. Uh, you're here in the studio. It's nice to meet you. I am here, yeah. yeah. This is from... Get, get a little bit closer to the mic. Okay, this okay. is from the new album, sure. Smash the System. Mm. Now, normally when people come on... I try and avoid the greatest hits, mm. but I feel I have to do a little bit of shorthand for some people yeah. that might not. There's only one, so it's quite. We can be quite, we can be quite quick on the greatest hit. Um, yeah. It's uh, Black Box Recorder, yeah, Facts yeah, of yeah, Life. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the, that was the big hit single. Yeah, um, but you've but you've done other stuff that people might be aware of. I mean, the auteurs, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Was were, were, were a big band. The Facts of Life. I love mm. the fact that <laughs> it's it's a rip off, and I say that I say that with love. Yeah, yeah. Of um, Billy, Honey to the Bee. Well, yeah, it was it was um, it was Honey to the Bee, and it was also quite a quite a large part of um, the All Saints Never Ever. Yeah, because those kind of records were quite big at that time. And uh, John and I, John Moore, uh, ex Jesus Mary Chain, um, who he, uh, he and I wrote all the Black Box Recorder songs. So we we kind of very cynically listened to what was on the radio at that time. Um, I mean, to kind of 
sort of uh, to give the full story was that yeah. we made an album called England Made Me, yeah, uh, which kind of the first, which was the first album, um, and our singer Sarah Nixie, uh, we kind of uh, we kind of took her out of, I suppose, the workplace um, and introduced her into rock and roll. Uh, uh, and she's the perfect pop star. Oh, of course, yeah. She's, she's great. Stunning she's fantastic. woman, yeah, amazing yeah. voice, just yeah, the perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, I mean, great, and still still a great friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, super, super smart, and also a great songwriter in her own right. Um, uh, so we kind of, we kind of, we kind of stole her, I suppose, from reality. Yeah. And put her into unreality. Because uh, uh, she was a bit younger than us, like about 10 or so years younger. When the first album came out, and it wasn't kind of like a palpable pop smash it was a kind of critical whatever yes hit and all that kind of thing we sort of felt guilty <laughs> about it so we the, the first thing we did was we kind of sat down and uh we thought we've got to actually write sarah uh a hit record yeah uh it was kind of it was kind of an act of chivalry um very generous of you very generous uh, and uh, john john ended up getting married to us obviously worked quite well <laughs> but um that's another story um but um so yeah, it's so it's it, so we were listening to the radio and and basically the things that were on were kind of all round about that period were the All Saints and Billy. We kind of we we kind of plumb more for Billy. Yeah, um, I think when the record came out, the NME really unhelpfully immediately alerted. All Saints publishers. Oh, really? Yeah, with really yeah, Weasley. And yeah, did it yeah. did it get messy in the classic no, rock and roll it didn't way? Get, no, it didn't. No, because I don't. Because I think because we were smart enough that we weren't we weren't close enough. Right. Anyway. Okay. It was more kind of the sound. Yeah, yeah. Than the actual tune. I mean, we actually the single we actually got um, Billy's producer in to do it anyway to produce oh, that's it. Clever. So, but um, now, but now you can get done just for ha what was there was um, a song mm. that um, got done recently. I can't remember who it was, but they got done oh, for having was, the vibe of it Marvin, Marvin Gaye. It was Marvin Gaye and uh, da, 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 can't remember because, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was the it was the vibe of Marvin mm. Gaye. It wasn't even you've nicked the sure. chords. It was it yeah. was just the yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I think I think I think it's normally it's it's kind of seven notes. Yes, uh, that have to kind of correspond. Is that true? Because I, rem I, yeah. um, you, you must be aware of Frank Sidebottom. Mm. I did. I was big, Frank, big Frank Sidebottom fan, and and he told me that that was the thing. It was if you have seven consecutive seven notes taken yeah. from a piece, that would that was yeah, copyright yeah, theft. Yeah. But if you had six, mm. you could get away with it. And so he wrote this song. That was the Star Wars theme, yeah. but was just the first six notes, and then it went off com yeah, completely yeah. different, and he got around it that way. I was in a, in a, a group with a friend of mine, uh, Eddie Argos from Art Brute, and we did we we did one uh, BBC session. Yeah. It was called the English Travelling Wilburys, and uh, <laughs> one of our members was actually Frank Sidebottom. Uh, and oh, wow. and sadly, though, Frank got the, the day of the session wrong. But the plan was to record The End by The Doors yeah. with Frank Sidebottom. Oh, wow. So, which, which is, I think it's, that's a real shame. Yeah. That never happened. That would um, have been amazing. Frank, 11 minutes. Frank and Chris did um, <laughs> quite often would... I mean, I remember d doing an interview with, with him on uh, on another radio station and he turned up just as we were, were finishing the show because yeah. he said, oh, my, my coach was late. Yeah. But then he stayed in character as Frank for an oh, yeah, hour yeah, afterwards yeah, and was... Course, um, yeah, yeah. Was a joy. Mm, um, yeah. Now, listen. I first came about you, came aware of you because you've written two brilliant books. I like reading right. about rock and roll. I like yeah. reading biographies yeah. and autobiographies. And I like reading mm, rock and roll books. Mm. And you've written two brilliant books. Um, and I said in the lift when we came up, but I'm terrified yeah. of you. It turns out you're delightful in real life. Of course, you're 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 charming, of course. and uh, you're yeah. a very down to earth gentleman. But mm. in those books, um, 
it's no holds <laughs> barred. It's they're well, they're vicious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. I mean, okay. Well, there's there's kind of a lot to say about those books. Um, whew, uh, I mean, I'm I I wrote it from the point of view that I think that rock and roll is entirely righteous. Yeah. Okay, and you should treat it like a religion, uh, and you should be utterly militant about it. So my, I was right. Basically, I was writing from the, the the point of view of that. If you suck at rock and roll, <laughs> get out of here. You've got no. You've got no business being in rock and roll if yeah. you suck at it. All right. You know, it was com- that's where it's coming from. And, and you, and fair, in in defence as well, you, in the introduction, uh, the, the, I can't, what the what's the first one called? Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Yeah. In the introduction, you do say, "I am writing this from the voice of the twenty-something yeah, yeah. man yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was, the arrogant yeah, swagger." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 they are brilliant books. They they are hilarious books, mm. and it's a real. It, it's really interesting to see you know it, it, it treated in that way. Um, the auteurs. Mm-hmm. They were going to be massive, weren't they? What, well, or were they not? Were they not? Do you look no, back? I never thought. I never really thought we were. I mean, I was. I was from the world of. Uh, I was putting out records in the eighties. I was in a band called the Servants, which were kind of part of the very loosely, broadly part of the whole kind of C eighty six thing. Um, and in those days, people had an ambition to sell like like five hundred records, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that wasn't a low ambition. Yeah. People had kind of quite high artistic ambitions, but that was the reality. Guitar bands weren't signed to major labels. So when I made my first album as The Auteurs, which was the first kind of songs I wrote, because I wasn't the songwriter of my first band, um, I just thought that, you know, a record would come out. And I was amazed when suddenly Virgin Records, sort of by, I think by the third gig, we kind of had a bidding war wow. going on. And it was just like, what? It was, it was, I was going to say surreal. I hate that. I didn't say surreal. Wind back. It, but it was just, it was just, um, it was unreal rather yes. than surreal. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, there was this, there was this kind of bidding, bidding war between sort of like three or four major labels. And my, my aim was really just to put a single out. I had a song called mm. Showgirl, which I thought was pretty good. Mm. And I thought that could be quite a good single. Um, at the time I was 25 and I, I was sort of thinking I was a bit, getting a bit old. <laughs> for rock and roll, you know, uh, which obviously at this point is kind of ludicrous. I look, but, at, look at us, about two uh, old men, old men harking yeah, yeah. back to the old days. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's um, you were kind of uh, the auteurs mm. uh, w- w- were kind of around at the time of. Uh, well, I'm going to say Cooler Shaker. <laughs> mm. I've got a friend who tours with Cooler. He's, he's the yeah. Cooler Shaker drum tech, and they, yeah. they're, they're still going. I'm sure they're. So, lo- I'm sure they're lovely fellas. Um, you know, uh, sure but but it was it, there, it was weird. There were some. There, there were a lot of band. There was Cooler yeah. Shaker. Who else was there? Oasis, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ocean Colour Scene. Would they've been around? They that, were around. Yeah. That time. Yeah, there yeah. was actually. In the thinking about, there were some terrible bands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, that were. They were pretty ropey. Yeah. yeah. Tipped as the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was it fun? Was it enjoyable? You, well, you we were a bit. Uh, we were a bit early that we were kind of like 1992 right okay uh, and then the first album came out early 93 yeah um yeah the fir- i mean round about the the time when you're kind of just on the brink of something is really good fun yeah when you're over the brink it's less fun or when you're in the brink whatever that is um it's less fun i think the fun bit is always when there's sort of a uh, an anticipation yeah. of something. And I think that's the same in anything, whether it's mm. being in a band or being yeah. on the telly or in a relationship or any of those. That, it's that 
what might be mm. is the fun mm. thing. The thing that gets me about that book is um, record labels kept chucking money at you, didn't yeah, they? Oh yeah, of course. It was the 90s. Is, yeah. There was a lot of it floating around, was yeah, there? Yeah, there's a hell of a lot of money. There's a hell of a lot of money and a hell of a lot of drugs. Uh, there was a lot of everything. Yeah. I mean, my, my record label... Um, Heart, who were part of Virgin, I think at one point they one of the, one of the bands they they uh, had on the label was the Verve, and uh, I'm amazingly I remained on the label for ten years, mm. um, basically because the A and R guy uh, was a big fan of mine, and he we, we, we sort of between us we kind of hid me from the accountants, <laughs> and as long as the Verve had hits, it didn't really matter, and as long as Smashing Pumpkins yeah. had hits, it was okay. But there was a point I think after the Verve had that album, the one with Bittersweet Symphony on, when uh, th- when the record label started <laughs> investing in Formula One. It was like... <laughs> It was like it was like sort of like cocaine, yeah. you know, cocaine and sort of like uh, six figure amounts weren't big enough. It's yeah. just like let's go Formula One. But there's there's, there's but it was it, was he called Dave the the bloke who liked David it? Boyd? Yeah, yeah, a lovely man. Th- yeah. There's a brilliant yeah. there's a brilliant bit. It might, it might be in the second book where um, he calls you in mm. and he says we've got to let you go. Mm. Yeah. And by the end of the meeting, though, you've persuaded him to give you something like 40 grand... 70, yeah. 70 yeah, grand yeah. to do one last... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurrah! Yeah, yeah. Well, and it was between us. I have to, it wasn't entirely me. Okay. But there was... We had this meeting, and there was a bit of... This is absolutely true. There was a, there was a waste paper basket. Yeah. And there was a bit of paper in it because this was st- this is like ni- this is like two thousand and two or something. So paper was still we still have paper. Yes, basically. And there was a bit of paper, and I could see the word. It was crumpled up, but I could see the words um, "auteurs re-termination of contract" <laughs> screwed up in the bin. And I was looking at this, and we're having this meeting. And we sort of, between the two of us, we managed to talk each other round into this idea yeah. that we can... He was unhappy anyway. I mean, I, th- I can say all this now because he's yes. out of the music industry and he's he would say all this anyway, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, um, he was unhappy because he was being screwed over by the new kind of uh, overlords of Virgin because there'd been a big takeover. So he wanted to get one over. So we concocted this scheme where basically we kind of we kind of re-record a bit of back catalogue, right? Um, and we he'd give me kind of seventy grand. It was almost like a kind of like a golden handshake. Fantastic! It's great. Yeah, and that could never happen now because there's no, no, no money no, no. in 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 no. records, is there? No, not at all. And and people aren't. And he was a particularly uh, he was just kind of a particularly kind of cavalier guy, and yeah. that he and he sort of and he protected. He protected his artists, yeah, um, and and it was sort of more. He was one of those. He was kind of old school or new school, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but his his whole thing was kind. Of, he was on the side of the artist, so he was making sure that he was like. He knew he was kicking me off the label, but he was making sure I got a wad of money. See, that's so what. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Listen, we're going to take a break. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. People around here don't like to talk about it. Presume dead. Unsolved child murder since they dragged the lake. You know they seal our fate. Caught off some woodland gave a to a psychic presumed dead unsolved child murder 
If I die before my parents die If I die before my parents die Or hate mail through the door Didn't know that Sundays could be useful after all People can be cruel and spineless Hung around your house Waiting for your mother Rachel says She's married to a doctor Presumed dead Unsolved child murder If I die before my parents die If I die before my parents die Better move on With the good stuff Better move on Right on Way um, Luke hangs that my um, iTunes is configured. <laughs> Unsolved child murder. Um, it follows on from my Archie's greatest hits. Yeah, well, he so would too. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice uh, kind of different it's world. It's all kind of bubblegum. You've yeah. never you. you uh, I know. So you never look. You make the. I get the impression mm. that you make things difficult for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. For example, having a song called Unsolved Child Murder, Mm. which is obviously a pop classic. Mm. um, Mm. And, you know, some of the other... I mean, after the Facts of Life, Black Box Recorder, you you kind of scuppered that, didn't you, by releasing a song that wasn't the the obvious pop follow-up? No, well, I don't know. I mean, I think Black Box Recorder got kind of... the, the, The album afterwards kind of got scuppered. In a kind of in a slightly boring legal thing, right? It didn't okay, come out, one of them. Yeah, it didn't come out for like a year until a, a year after it was recorded yeah. or something like that. And it's sort of um, we kind of lost momentum, um, and the band was sort of a bit um, divisive, right? By that point, and no one really wanted to continue that much. Mm. Um, What's that like when you're kind of in the machine? And well, we weren't. In, we weren't. We weren't in the machine. It was. I mean, we we had a choice. You know, we could have walked or not. Yeah. But we sort of we sort of took the kind of slightly grown up choice. Well, we're just going to see this through. Yeah. It was fine. You know. It was all. It was all. I mean, it wasn't. I can't make it actually any more interesting. <laughs> it was, it's just a bit boring. Come on, <laughs> give us the drugs and the fighting. There weren't, there weren't too many drugs at that point. It was just like a bit of a boring uh, legal yeah. to do going on. It wasn't anything to do with us. It was to do with like another label and tax man. And so we were kind. Of, we were kind of. We were part of a kind of whatever in the receiver's shelf or whatever yeah. it is, and we just had to wait until someone else sorted it out. So that's sort of what happened there. But I wasn't, to be honest, anyway. I wasn't. Um, after we had the hit with Black Box Recorder, I wasn't actually that bothered about it anymore. Do you get bored quite easily? Yeah. Like, this is what... Because mm. so many bands, yeah. so many different projects, yeah. so many 
offshoots and yeah. Bardemine off and all these yes. little I get the impression yeah. that you, once something's cooking you go right yeah, I've had enough yeah. of that onto I something mean, I'm, else I'm, I'm, I'm sort of kind of told uh, by the record label that I well you know by various people that I release too many records which is true because um, it means <laughs> it kind of means that you sort of you run out of people who are able to write about you yeah if you release an album once every sort of nine months or something like that yeah then it's kind of like oh christ he's got another album out we've just written about him what else can we write about this but why would you not guy why would people not want to really re- you know you look back to the beach boys oh yeah releasing yeah. four albums a yeah. year yeah, uh, yeah. And, oh, and three or yeah, four yeah. individual yeah. singles you know yeah. Yeah. i always thought if mm. i was ever in a in a band or you know had talent mm. of doing that i'd just be whacking them out well that's what i as as it were yeah <laughs> that's what i do spend my days whacking them out <laughs> and songs as well <laughs> uh, hey it yeah, writes exactly. itself yeah yeah it does indeed um, yeah the new album is smash the system it's the video for the 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 single. Do we even call it a single these days? I don't know what we. No, call it's it. actually, but it's not actually a single. Is it so not? It's not. A, it's not. It's not. If it's not on like two sides of a seven-inch vinyl, it's not a single. So it's not. The video for one of the songs <laughs> yeah. that I've seen is beautiful. The, the yeah. Morris Men. I'm guessing it's mm. in Camden, isn't it? No, it was in. Um, okay, it was the. The story behind that is it was the Black Heath Morris men. Okay. And I was very keen to get them because they were, um, and I've written, um, you and I both write for Record Collector magazine. Yes. In the next column, I've written a little bit, um, funny enough, about Morris men. Brilliant. Uh, which has no kind of bearing on me promoting a record at all like that or anything like that. But um, the Black Heath Morris men were part of. Um, who I used in the video were uh, an old Morris troupe called the Blackheath Foot and Death Men, and they were actually a psychedelic Morris troupe. And they'd go round free festivals. Um, basically, they'd be taking acid, and then kind of, you know, going round the free festivals with like sticks, doing like violent, proper rough, violent Morris. But dressed as dressed oh, yeah, in the yeah, traditional yeah. costume. Yeah, 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 proper. Yeah, so not yeah. not not psychedelic. Yeah. They, they no, 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 no. But they, but they were, but they, but they would, they were kind of heads. Yes. All right. Yeah. So they would go, and there was a, I don't know. There's a festival called Fun City. I don't which know. Which was City. okay. Well, Fun City um, was was uh, according to one one person who participated. It was not much fun okay it was fun p-h-u-n and it was right. in, it was in outside how outside worthing oh. on a wet wednesday i think yeah. in 1969 glamorous uh no one got paid and it was like it was basically hippies up trees on bad acid <laughs> with you put into the mix yeah like the black heath foot and death men on acid wow you know so imagine you know you've got some like Morris dancer, yeah. and you're on a bad trip. Yeah, coming up to you. That was the that Jeez. was the Blackheath. So that's why I got the Blackheath. The sixties weren't as glamorous as we're led to believe in the well, rock no, and roll years. No, no, no. I think there's there's the whole thing about you know Altamont yeah. in the end of the sixties or the Manson murders. I reckon it was that fun city <laughs> <laughs> with the with the Blackheath Morris man. hippies up trees on acid. I think I have their second yeah. album somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. But so so the the Morris men I use were they were the kind of. Uh, the 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 scion the heirs yeah. to uh, the Blackheath Foot and Death Men. I think there was a, like, a couple of the older guys sort of like were part of the kind of crossover. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's very mythical the, the Foot and Death Men. I mean, no one's quite sure about it. It's, even some of the Blackheath guys were kind of well, we've heard of this. Wow. But... The video is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 bleak mm. it, and it's weird because bits of it look joyous, mm. but then it's you with with a gas mask on. Is well, that, that you? Was, yeah, yeah, it's me. Yeah, yeah. That was well, that was the kind of the idea of the uh, the Morris men had a fall 
Right. You know, who'd wear um, whatever, like a like a fox's head or something like yeah. that. So we took a, we took the a modern kind of idea yeah. and just like a, a gas mask and the full, but the full would normally like be hitting people with like a pig's bladder. Yeah, of or course, something yeah. Like that, you know, um, but this was and so it was shot around the East End, Rambo. Oh, okay. I assumed it was yeah, yeah. for some reason. No, no. The gas mask is one of the most the gas. Have you yeah. seen? Have you seen Threads? I have. Yeah. yeah oh man, alive! Yeah. Are we for for some reason, and I already I feel bad for mentioning it, but Threads is a constant thread on this show, and people right. keep coming mm, back mm. and going. Oh, I heard you mention this film called Threads the other day. Mm, I, I thought mm. I'd watch it, and now yeah. I want to kill myself. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And for me, it's the image of the traffic wardens with the gas masks on, yeah. and um, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an horrific image. Yeah. Um, I, I, Drawn to the song, of course, because it mentions the monkeys. Mm. I'm obsessed with the monkeys. Mm, I kind of yeah. get the vibe that you are, um, yeah, as I'm, well. But I am, yeah. Uh, Why? I mean, I, God, I mean, I think it's to do with um, many, many years ago. I mean, I used, I used to kind of be a big fan of the Beatles, but then I had enough yeah. of the Beatles. And I don't no really, I don't really consider. I mean, culturally and all of that, blah blah blah. Yeah, of course, the Beatles are important. Yeah. You'd have to be an idiot to deny that. Um, but I kind of go with the idea that the, the the monkeys are sort of they're the kind of thinking man's Beatles oh. for me. Luke's coming you know. on every week, guys. Yeah. This is at last, <laughs> at last, someone agreeing with me. But they had, you know, but they they in you know they didn't just have like Lennon McCartney they had they had but they had the equal songwriters, but the best of them. Yeah, you know, Goffin and King, Neil Diamond, and then you know they rose to the occasion, and yeah. and you know. The shows in, in this and that weird thing. I mean, I kind of love the fact that they came when they did the album, the recent album, Good Times. Yeah. That Mickey Dolenz has, has completely kind of grasped this thing about yeah, but we were never a group, so yeah. we can do. And you know, one of us is dead. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. We can do what we like. You know, and he's complete. Obviously, he completely kind of grasped that yeah. um, early on, and they all did. Um, I think they're amazing. I think the I think the albums should be taken seriously as proper albums in mm. the 60s in the way that you know things like uh you know younger than yesterday by the birds yeah. or revolver or the you know the usual blah blah oh they're more fun than the birds oh, yeah, they, the well, birds are so dry i think yeah 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 i mean that was just an example i mean you know i'm not a big kind yeah. of like nah, the birds yeah um but um yeah i think i think they need to be they should be kind of up there with you know bands like love and things yeah. like that yeah. you know uh you know i mean I, I think you know something like headquarters is up there with the best i of this, the the, the mid 60s album there's a new book out mm. and it, I, indulge that people get annoyed because i bang on about the monkeys all the time mm. indulge me for it there's a new book out that dissects head Mm. just takes it tears yeah. it apart mm. and analyzes it mm. and gives it the respect mm. Mm. that it's due as this mm. this this massive well, it's not massive but this 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 cultural <laughs> yeah. move this suicide note yeah. from the biggest yeah. pop band yeah, at the yeah. time you mm. know they killed mm. themselves literally and metaphorically yeah. Yeah. on screen mm. yeah with that movie yeah and your review of the new album was brilliant um it's something along the lines of um there was a chance they could have effed this up spectacularly the monkeys do not f up this album <laughs> this is a completely un-effed up album yeah. it's it's just yeah, it's just a joy but to I read think, but, I, but, but i think they kind of stuck to their original ideas of 
again, they had the best songwriters apart from Noel Gallagher, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the most unpsychedelic man in Britain you describe well, him yeah, as. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I think, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you think of me and whatever you think of no- Noel, I think you, we've got to agree on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, never no got, I never got Oasis. Well, no, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of got them on the first album. I didn't, what I didn't get was the, the sort of media reaction yeah. to them. I, I like kind sh- of get the idea that they were sort of people's band, but then I thought there should have been a bit of a kind of like, you know, a kind of rather than the, the media consensus just being yeah, oh yeah, they're the people's band. Yeah, you know, let's all kind of like kiss ass. Yeah, kiss ass. Thank I didn't you. mean to say ass. I know, that what's was going awful. on there, man? Yeah, Terrible. Yeah, yeah. You've said you've said surreal. Oh, you've kissed Jesus ass. Christ, you've so changed Haynes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not the guy that wrote those books. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah, I, yeah. I, no, Oasis was. I remember at the time thinking, yeah, it's all right. I like yeah. She's Electric. I think that's a brilliant little pop song. The rest of it, it's like, well, you know, it's, mm. it's all right. I like the one. The one I liked. The one I really like is the one. It was a B side. It was called Round Our Way. I don't know but it's called one. round, and it's round R way, A R E way, which I didn't mind the okay. l- lack of, yeah, because I don't care about that. Almost slayed, yeah, but it had the it had the uh, the line round round our way, birds are singing, round our way, birds are minging, <laughs> which I thought was great, and that's what I thought when Noel kind of write, tries to write his ponderous yeah. stuff. Is ponderous, like useless, kind of like four and twenty, yeah, you know, four and twenty, whatever, da da da's, you know. Um, you just, just go back to that. Let's have a listen to that, and that's what it's about. Uh, Nat has uh, tweeted, yeah. um, Luke Haynes is a legend. I can't phone in because I would be starstruck. I thought he was going to say, I'd be sick. <laughs> there are people who enjoy it. Okay. Um, 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We're just geeking off. I've given um, Luke yeah. Haynes um, the, the, the Mickey Dolenz album that I yeah. put out. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the first couple of songs I think, you know, are quite experimental and quite okay. odd. Because he was right. the first ever Moog synthesizer in pop music was on a monkey's record and it's pronounced moog not moog it is, it is moog, weird yeah, saying yeah. moog i hate saying I, that well, I've, been, I've been sort of like uh you know almost taken out and uh taken outside by uh synth heads metaphorically really? do you that, that wouldn't happen obviously but no, of uh, course. for for for, for, for uh, mispronouncing do you say you say moog i would i would naturally say moog i, I don't like saying moog i don't like saying it moog. is it is moog though yeah I, I I don't like saying it, but I, I don't like to say I it. just was worried that you pick me up, and if you no, don't, no, one no, of these no, people no. listening will pick I, me up. I just up. said ass, so, you know. That's I've true. Got no, I've got it, no, this has been no. a very surreal first hour <laughs> of the show, it's yeah, got to yeah. be said. Um, so, this is your new record. Uh, uh, is it on record at all? Does it come out? Do you, it is on vinyl, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I think the vinyl's out in November. It's on, it's on red vinyl. Oh, it's on Cherry Red Records. They're a brilliant label, aren't they? Fantastic, yeah, yeah. If you're bored one afternoon, guys, go on the Cherry Red um, uh, website and just scroll through the the stuff they've got. They do everything. I mean, of the the new, what I love about um, Cherry Red, apart from all the reissues, and I say this with with love in my heart because they know that I love them, Um, (laughs) but the the, the current roster, I think, features me, um, the fall, Van the Graaf Generator. Wow. And the Three Degrees. Wow. 
And that's a that's a roster. That is, know. I mean, imagine this is, a, imagine, this, is a, this is of the new albums, the new artists. Imagine that festival. I was going to say, imagine that Christmas party. I would be yeah. there. <laughs> hey, I now this you might be the only person who's who. This I saw Patty Boulay the other day. Right, do, do you remember Patty Boulay? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what she did, but I remember her singing mm. on. And I I remember I saw I was was um, in Windsor and I saw a very glamorous black lady. Yeah, and I heard her say something in an American accent, and I jokingly said to myself, "Oh, that's Patty Boulay." Right, right. And then I saw the number plate of her car and it was like oh, one yeah. boo yeah that's it was good. genuinely well, that's proper rock and roll that is i mean yeah. that is classy yeah, yeah, that is yeah. classy yeah yeah absolutely um so this the new album is out now it's out on friday it's yeah. out on friday records are now released on friday which is uh no they're surely it's monday no they're now released on friday yeah it's, it's the world's gone there um, my friend Scott is uh, just messaged i'm wetting my pants here the auteurs are one of the effing greatest bands ever well, thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the, the titles. I mean, we we played "Are You Mad" uh, yeah. from from this, which is which I I just had me in hysterics today. I love I love humour and music. You know, okay, when it's right. done, yeah. I don't know if it's meant to be funny. It might be a, a terrible yeah, story. Of, of, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bruce Lee, Roman Polanski, and me. Mm, mm. Where's that coming from? Okay, that's kind of quite dark. It is quite it dark. Is quite yeah, dark. yeah, yeah. It's a, well, it's about. Um, Okay, so uh, when uh, when when Sharon Tate was murdered by the Manson family, mm. um, uh, Polanski was in Europe, um, but Polanski was was convinced that Bruce Lee was actually the killer. You are joking? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Is that true? This is absolutely true. Yeah, I yeah. I never heard that. And he was uh, he basically went he went back to L.A. and uh, became a private detective. Um, and there's a thing about because there was a pair of there was a, something. Is this to do with, so you winding me up? No, no, no. This is absolutely true. Wow. Yeah, this is absolutely true. Um, a friend of mine has actually written um, a screenplay about this. Wrote a screenplay about this a few years ago, which was actually passed by um, Polanski's agent, who sort of like said, "Yeah, this is this is true, but we can't get Roman really to sort of sign off on it." No, but. <laughs> Because he doesn't well, because he doesn't want to go back to that. No. Obviously, he also doesn't want to go back to America. But he doesn't want to go different... back to America. No, of course, um, kettle of fish. But yeah, so it's basically it's basically a kind of a kind of mixed up kind of uh, sort of pop art, I suppose, take on that story. Yeah. Um, and, and Polanski was convinced, even when Manson was sort of brought in, and I think during the trial, Polanski was convinced it was still Bruce Lee. Because Bruce Lee was rumoured to have had an affair with Sharon Tate. <laughs> I, Bruce Lee was my first ever oh, obsession. Yeah. Before I got mm. into the monkeys or any of that, Bruce Lee, when I was 11, mm. oh, yeah. my parents used to let me go and rent, like, really, vi well, Bruce Lee films. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were X-rated. Fist of Fury. Fist yeah. of Fury's a, a grim yeah, yeah, film, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and The Big Boss as well, jeez. But that was really big when you were a kid in the yeah. 70s. That, those films were kind of like... Have you seen? I made money when I was. Have you seen Enter the Dragon? Yeah, I'm the, the uncut Enter the Dragon yeah, with the Chucks. Yeah. And when I made money at primary school because I would photocopy these Bruce Lee magazines yeah, and sell yeah. the pictures for mm. a penny a piece. Yeah, um, and I'd never heard that about Bruce Lee mm. being linked to that. Yeah, isn't that yeah. incredible? It's really strange. Yeah, the whole Sharon Tate thing. Obviously, it's it's grim. Mm. But I, the, the fascination I have with Charles Manson is, of course, the Beach Boys. Yeah, connection. Dennis Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. many people know that the Beach Boys recorded a, a Charles Manson mm. song 
which is a brilliant never learn not to learn yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean it's, it's or cease to exist cease yeah. to exist yeah and, and mm. manson got annoyed because wilson changed some of the lyrics and yeah yeah and that house belonged to terry melcher who was That's doris right. day's yeah. son yeah. and yeah. friends of dennis and yeah there yeah. was some confusion i, mean, I think that, that i i've i've i have the um <laughs> for many years well, i had it when i was a teenager and it's not something i revisit that often but i i had the lie album the manson lie oh album, yeah right? uh, I, which i mean it's kind of like corny but um but I, I do i think some of the songs are pretty good on it i mean it's not something i don't i'm not a big one for the kind of the whole kind of like oh charlie you know yeah. the great charlie and all that i think he's like a twat <laughs> yeah true he was yeah. well he, he that, and that's putting it mildly <laughs> I don't think it's libelous Charles, to say that Charles Manson Charles was a twat. But, um, but, but there was... <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the demo of, of Cease to Exist or mm. Never Learn Not to Love, mm. it's not brilliant. No, it's the, got... It's, it, it's, but it, it yeah. needed... But he did, I think he did some recording with Neil Young and stuff because he was being... Yeah, Dennis might, was taking yeah. him around and touting yes, him around yeah, saying, yeah, you've got yeah. to record The, the Wizard, well, as he was Neil called. Young wrote that song, uh, Revolution Booze. Yeah, Revolution Blues. I don't, don't know that one. It's on uh, on the beach. Okay. Mm, mm. About Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird, because and, and Dennis, I, I think that's part of where Dennis Wilson's problems came from was the fact that he was he was terrified by the whole of um, mm. the whole association with the Wizard, and you mm, know, mm, incredible, mm. it's incredible. Story. Again, if you, we're giving you all this all this uh, homework to do, dear listener, go off and research. <laughs> Dennis Wilson and Charles Manson. Mm. Dennis Wilson mm. just popped up at his house one day, and there's loads of um, yeah. girls there or something, That's and they right. said, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. "We, we, we want to give you sex and yeah. drugs." And Dennis was kind of big, big for that. He was big for sex, big for drugs. He was, yeah, yeah. Um, and he regretted that. Yeah, drugs. yeah, didn't go. Oh wait, four, four. Oh, here we go. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Polanski thought Bruce Lee murdered Sharon Tate. Steve McQueen was also going to be a target too. Says Andrew. Yes, it was. It was. It was grim, grim times. I think we could have opened up. The floodgates of conspiracy here. <laughs> who do you who do you think Charles Manson would have gone for next, guys? <laughs> um, text in your answers. <laughs> Seven pence a minute, etc. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered <laughs> night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk, guys. If you're watching on Periscope, you're getting a whole other show. <laughs> You're getting a whole <laughs> other show. The Manson talk has evolved <laughs> and it's, uh, it's gone on. What do you, um, what would you say is the Beach Boys' greatest album? Okay. Uh, well, I would go, I like the 70s stuff. I much prefer the 70s stuff. Yeah. To the, I like, okay, what I like in the Beach Boys, I like the kind of early surf stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of mid, mid-period surf stuff. Some, some kind of like, I get around uh help me ronda yeah that sort of period ran about sort of like 63 64 65 um i'm maybe over familiar with the the later 60s stuff like pet sounds and smile yeah and all that stuff so i prefer the 70s stuff um i mean i suppose surfs up is the one from the 70s but i have a real i have a soft spot for stuff like um I have a stuff, soft spot for the, like, the Light album. I like the Light album. Mm. And, all, and 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 lo- uh, Love You, obviously. Love You I don't like. You know, it's like mainly it. Brian. I don't get it. And I've tried. Yeah. I don't get it. For me, the best Beach Boys album is Sunflower. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, a masterpiece. Yeah. So, uh, Sunflower is the Beach Boys' pet sounds, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but LA is the one with, and I, uh, occasionally, if we're low on calls, I will dip into the 12-minute uh, mm. disco version mm. of uh, yeah. Here Comes the Night. But it's also got stuff like Good Timing and yeah. things like that, which is great. Um, 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 uh, Angel Come Home. Yeah. And uh, Baby Blue, is that? That's uh, it's, a, like, really, it's a kind of great kind of... Obviously, LA, but it's a great LA late seventies yeah. album. It feels like the kind of it's like the kind of cocaine is sort of settling. You know, um, you, the, know. you know the story when they because that was their first album for whatever it was, Warner Brothers. I don't know what yeah, it was the first one yeah. for a new label, and they've been signed even though they hadn't had a hit for years. Yeah, they got signed for like ten million dollars, right. and um, the, they recorded the album, and the band and the head of the label sat down for a listening mm. thing, and they played it. <laughs> and when it finished. The, the head of the label looked up and went, Gentlemen, I think I've just been effed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a great story, yeah. I think. Because it isn't... It, the, 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 I, I think the Beach Boys are the best when they're not chasing the hit. You know, mm. when they're doing kind of what their muse told them to do. Yeah. I've got a soft spot for 80s Beach Boys as well, and I know that's a dirty word, but... Yeah, um, would, that, would that be like the M.I.? M.I.? M.I.U., not that one. That's, that, that, that's, that's terrible. That's unlistenable. But, um, no, it's got... It's got um, come it's on. Got, that's on Diane. Really? It's also, that's a it, great song. It's also got Hey Little Tomboy on there. Yeah. <laughs> and you've, again... <laughs> it's, <laughs> You've heard the ver- you've heard the the bootleg version where it's them talking over the top of it. I haven't gone. I haven't quite gone. Oh, down it's that, them uh... in the instrumental. They're going, okay, now, right. That's it. You put on those those hot pants. You shave those legs. Yeah, <laughs> and it really is. You well, know, there was a, there was a kind of uh, there was always a sort of a tree element <laughs> to the Beach Boys. We there, have to we have to say that there really is. Um, what you do? So you got this 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 album is out. It's coming out soon. Smash the system, and it yeah. is a joy. You know, it is what we would expect from a Luke Haynes uh, record. It is funny. It is dark. It is hard work in some places. I, I, hope you ta- <laughs> I hope you take that in the way it's intended. It's not. Yeah, okay. um, you know, it isn't. Um, some of the songs you've got to listen to them yeah, a couple yeah, of times. Okay. For yeah, it to, yeah, to yeah, kind of click, yeah, yeah. there is also you know hints of pop classics in there. You know, mm. smash the system, um, and um, oh, what was the other one that got me? Oh, bomber jacket. I mean, mm. that's that's a fantastic song. Oh, thank you. Is, is it about just about a yeah. bomber jacket? It's it's, it's really simple. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got a gig on Saturday. Yeah, tickets left for that. Any tickets? No, is that gone? Gone. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. else is what else is coming? How do you what what do you do? Um, I mainly, well, I, I kind of mainly make albums. I've got another, well, I should say, I've got another album coming out. Right. Um, in November. Yeah. And I can't say what it is. Wow. Yeah. That's but it will be, it, it will be, um, available to all. And it's not, it's not going to be anything pricey. It's going to be no more than like a fiver. Oh. And it's actually an actual album. It's not like a kind of download or anything like that. It's a CD. Gosh, look at you being so, all, uh, yeah, being yeah, all yeah, mysterious yeah, and playing yeah, the yeah. system. So I'm kind of, you know, it, which is, I'm, it's something I'm quite um, excited about. If you hadn't have been able to um, play the system as cleverly mm. as you did, and there was a little bit of playing with the, in the 90s with all the, the, the deals and things, mm. what I make up from what I've read from the books and what I've read about mm. you and the interviews I've read, what, what else would you have done? What, what, was, what was, in an alternative dimension, what mm. is Luke Haynes doing? Mm. Well, I mean, this, is, this is an odd one, because I, I always sort of wanted to do, I was very sort of um, headstrong in what I wanted to do. Mm. I always wanted to do things like write songs and, you know, like play instruments and then 
paint and whatnot, and then write words and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. So, which is basically all I've done. And yeah. it's only, I mean, it's, it's just stuff to kind of, it's just stuff to kind of almost to amuse me between, you know, now and death more than anything. Yeah. Rather than, I don't, it's not actually that serious, you know. Do it you, is, but it isn't. Do you, you know ever I mean? look back and and look at envy at Liam Gallagher and Crispy and Mills, no, <laughs> who <laughs> became huge stars? Do you ever? No. You don't. You don't. Not at all. No, no, think no, no. Oh, if I played things a little bit differently, if no. I played the game a bit better. No, of course not. Good. <laughs> well, that that good. I'm glad you say that because I wouldn't. I would hate you to be full of remorse no, 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 and, and no, bitterness. All, no. um, uh, do you do many live shows these days? Not really. No. Do you not? Do you enjoy them? Yeah. I enjoy them because I don't do that many. Is that that's the trick? Yeah, yeah. I was cause I was I was watching loads of videos on YouTube over the last week, knowing you were coming on, and you know, in those the, those those early nineties, the the black box report recorder performance mm. on top of the pops, mm. you play the sexy mm. guitar pop star you played that role perfectly oh, with the pounce yeah. to the camera and that was good yeah there, you could one, tell you were enjoying yourself there's, there. there's one really good look to the camera <laughs> <laughs> but there's 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 several you could and you just look at it and you go it, it's the perfect looking pop group yeah you know, there was one i tell you there was one particular look at that thing and the other two when i think when we saw it back they just they just looked at me and they said, you see you next tuesday <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Black Box Recorder never officially ended, did it? Is it? Is it? Is it no, it has. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely ended. Oh yeah, because yeah. oh, on the internet, it's all. It's all. Well, we, you, you don't oh, it's, know. No, it's definitely they're ended. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. yeah, we're done. Look, it's honestly, man, it's it's such a thrill to meet you. Well, thank you very uh, much. I uh, know. Uh, thank you for coming in. And um, the album is is smashed the system. It's on Cherry Red Records, who are just a, a delightful uh, they record are, label, yes, yeah. anyway. LukeHaines dot com. I'm guessing. Uh, you, uh, oh. co dot uk. You think. didn't get the dot com. No, there's no, one some other someone in the states that, has got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the show sold out on Saturday, so tough yeah. luck if you want to go. Well, to there'll that. probably be another one yeah, towards the end of the year or something. Okay, yeah. all right. Hey, listen, man, it's so nice to meet you. And you. I'm going to end. That, let's uh, let's end on smash the system, shall we? Why not? Let's if I click this, this should. Um... Oh, hang on a minute. It was all going so smoothly. Hey, man, it's gone surreal. <laughs> there. <laughs> I was clinically depressed at the state I was in. Party in East Germany, playing by the wall. Party, buddy, buddy, over the wall. Oh, Eureka Mine Hush Brain is missing. Organic matter on the run. There's a hullabaloo. In the stars the HQ, Jürgen, Jürgen, call the surgeon, or we can mine house brain has gone. Some bloody do-gooder sent me away, and they sent out a search for the runaway brain. Organic matter on the run 
There's a hullabaloo in the Stasi HQ. Jagan, Jagan, Act 2 Sergeant. Ulrika Manhoff's brain has gone. They found me ahead uh, to live inside. <laughs> I had to be careful because that was not the song I thought I was going to play. And um, some of Luke's songs can be a little bit sweary, Mary. I think we're all right with that one. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And it, we, we've got loads of people watching on Periscope as well and loads of people enjoying it on, on Twitter. Some people who didn't enjoy it on Twitter. And that's fine as well. Um, uh, Luke Haynes, if you want to uh, follow him on Twitter, he's Luke Haynes, H I N. H, no, hang on, H-A-I-N-E-S underscore news, um, and he's just, honestly, the two books, um, Post Everything and um, Bad Vibes, are, you can get them on Amazon for, for pennies now, they are absolutely hilarious, just hilarious, and isn't it funny, I was quite nervous about him coming in, because he's quite, uh, in the books he's very, <laughs> he's very angry, um, and just the most charming, polite person ever. I really hope you enjoyed that. You know, we'll put that out as a podcast as well, so you can um, have a little listen to that if you missed it, and as I know some of you did. Right! Onwards and upwards, dear listener. I am here to serve you. I am serving you up a show. So, now's a good time to give us a call. 0844... 0844- Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can give us a call about anything. We've had a nice little geeky musical chat. You can um, you can call in and geek off on music. You can call in and talk about um, Charles Manson. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing, and I was trying to explain this to um, to Luke, who has listened to the show before. He knows the show. Um. Uh, his favourite call was when Katia called in to talk about Kansas, uh, the rock group. He said he said that I was in hysterics listening to that. Um, and I was trying to explain to Luke my philosophy for the show. And it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So if we've got new listeners who tuned in because you wanted to hear Luke, I hope you stick around. It's not like any other late night phone-in show, in as much as I am not going to sit here uh, and tell you what, to talk about, you know, I'm going to sit here and tell you how my day went and tell you what I've been up to and maybe we'll look at some bits and pieces in the newspapers. But really, it's down to you what you want to talk about. It's down to you what you want to call in about. Anything goes. And it's as simple as that. It's a drop-in centre for the lost and the lonely and the somewhat bewildered. I am here to serve you, my audience. Keep saying that. It's my new catchphrase now. Um, so, if you want to play, very, very simple. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. You'll speak to uh, either Catherine or Ed. They'll take your name. They'll take your number. And then they'll call you back. And that's it. That's the audition process. It's not any more complicated uh, than that. And um, I haven't looked at the papers, so I don't know what's been going on in the world. Any other millionaires been robbed at gunpoint recently? I don't think so. 
Um, so, uh, the only thing I know that's going on in the world is the Conservative Party Conference, which is boring! And they've deliberately made it double boring so that there are no bad headlines. It's true. Theresa May said, don't, I don't want anyone to put out any stories that are exciting. Anyway, 0844 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Katia, you've got 15 seconds to tease the listener with what we'll be talking about after the news. Go! It's cucumbers. Where? Cucumbers. Cucumbers. Where? Cucumbers, but with an emphasis on the on the second syllable. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Cucumbers. Okay. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Some of the guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I told ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Eastwood look so fine Speaking of that, it's Katia. Yes, hello, good Q- night. Q- hello, good night. Where are you going? <laughs> I meant good evening. Sorry. Thank you. We say good night at the. Isn't it funny? We say good night at the end of the conversation. We say good evening at the start of the conversation. Mm. Good evening. Good evening. Well, we don't. We don't. We don't go there because he was a an idiot. <gasps> Cucumbers. Yes. Cucumbers. Uh, it's like my friend who says Star Wars. No, he goes, hang on, Star Wars. Star Wars? Should we go and watch Star... I would say, let's watch Star Wars. He would say, let's watch Star Wars. Yeah, uh, let's watch Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars? How do you say cucumber? Well, I put the buh at the end. I would say cucumber. 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 So, duh, duh, duh. Duh, duh, duh. And you go, duh, duh. Cucumber. You go, da da. Cucumber. Okay, okay. Let let it enter my mind. And let the cucumber enter your mind, (laughs) Katia. Cucumber. So you've got access to listenership. I have got access 
to listenership, correct. And callership as well. Can you say, how would you say cucumber in French? Concombre. Concombre? Mm. Concombre. Concombre. Oui. Catherine has typed on my screen, it's one of the hardest words for a brick to pronounce. I think I'm saying it perfectly. Cochombre. Cochombre. Is that right? No. Concombre. 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 Why are you rolling the R's? Because I'm French. I'm being a Frenchman. No. I'm also touching myself. Cochombre. You don't roll the R's in French. The, the, the ladies do. They love to roll their R's. It's, it's guttural. Anyway. You want to buy cucumber for a donkey? Huh? Okay. Now you're being uh, racist, Katya. And with, let me just say, uh, the Ian Lee show on talk radio, uh, it may be a racist station, but yeah. it's certainly, uh, we buck the trend uh, on this show. We are the only non-racist show on talk radio. We don't. Home to friends. No. Friends. Yes, I might be a white, middle-class, middle-aged man, but we are friends to... Nearly all colours and ethnicities. There are some, of course, for obvious reasons, we can't include under that umbrella. Yeah. But... <laughs> but most ethnicities, a significant portion of colours, and even a few of the sexual... Deliancies. are welcome here. Of course we have to have exceptions, um, that we have to have standards. So the cu- cucumbers are well, Yeah, that's what I want to know. Um, what? I want to know. Have what, you ever what do they eaten? call? What do they call huh? them in America? They call them. Um, no. They call what? Don't say. Don't say no. I'm not finished. Okay. They call them something else, don't they? I know you're thinking of eggplants. No, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking of eggplants. In, in when they mention hochamre in Home and Away and Neighbours, yeah, they call it something else. Courgette. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hang on a minute, Pablo. Hip hip hip. What do the, we haven't got time for that? What do they call hochamre in Australia? Cucumber. That's right. <laughs> That's not helpful to anyone, is it, Katia? I've, I've put his microphone down. He's standing in the metaphorical corner until he's learned his lesson. I'm doing this for the fans and the audience. I'm serving you. Katia, yeah, let's go to Katia in uh, Grantham, Lincolnshire. Good evening, Katia. Good evening, good, good evening, evening Good you. evening, good evening. What would you like to say? Uh, I wanted to know how many of your listeners, oh, and callers as well, because the listeners haven't really got a voice, have they? Uh, on the, on the, yeah, they've got a voice on forums, but those are really silly, so we don't listen to them. What is she talking about? But the callers, how many, how many cucumbers, cucumber sandwiches have they had in their lives? Well, none, because no one just has a cucumber sandwich. A cucumber sandwich? No one has a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> See, that's the thing, because I hear, I hear about those sandwiches, and no one... <sighs> I know. I'm just pretending to smoke, Cat. You ignore me. Uh, you're smoking a cucumber. <sighs> no, you have um, cheese and cucumber. Oh, uh, 
Okay, so Fro- what's or as you would say, fromage et cucumbre sandwich, <laughs> sandwichy. <laughs> See, so that was my question. Uh, who's had a cucumber sandwich? Well, you don't have a cucumber sandwich. So why do you I read so much about them? You don't. What? Where do you? What are you reading? Um, I don't know. But uh, where did I read that? Where, I read. Um, where did you read that? That's a good question. Yeah, I, it's almost as if you haven't read it anywhere. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I really have. Like the Eaton Mess. Who's had an Eaton Mess? Oh, maybe? I love Eaton Mess. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd like to have one. Uh, 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 do, you, do you know what Eaton Mess is? Yes, it's well, strawberries and cream. And, and, no, and meringue all mashed up. Well, that's it. Something you should have one. They're de- it's delicious. Mm, mm. Better than your Belgian puddings. No. Your, your puddings are crepe. Oh, I no. did a joke. <laughs> crap! Is it order? Crap! Your no. Hang on, hang on a minute, Pablo. <laughs> no, we haven't got time for that, mate. <laughs> Pablo, the um, the Belgian puddings are crap, aren't they? <laughs> there you go. Now he's being a sycophant. Um, he's oh. he's going to go and stand in the corner and think about that because that was unnecessary. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, do you see what I'm doing? I'm doing a clever joke, it's Katia. Pun. It's a pun. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and so, and you should listen to Yo-Yo Ma, yeah. Yeah. Yo-Yo Ma, because you want to get into classical music. You, that's what you said last time. Yanni? I should listen mm. to Yanni? No, Yo-Yo Ma. Yanni? Yo-Yo Ma, he's a cellist. Yanni? No, Yo-Yo Ma, not Yanni. Jochamre? <laughs> Jochamre is a cellist. No, no. Why do I bother? Why do I bother? I don't know. This is well. Do you know what, Katya? At last, after twelve years, you're asking the question that I've been asking about you to myself. (laughs) Twelve years it's taken you, Katya. Why do? Let's um. Why do you bother? Hang on a second. Hang on a second, Pablo. Thank you. Could you ask Katya why she bothers? Katya. What? He wants to know why you bother. Have you ever eaten a cucumber sandwich, Pablo? No, I'm from up north. We're not allowed them. You what? Exactly. Thank you very much indeed. Pablo's gone back to stand in the corner. We'll we'll fetch him when he is required. Well, thanks for calling, Katia. Thank you. No, thank you. No? Yeah. Bye. Okay. Um. There we go. Pablo! Stop! What you got for us, boss? Um, well, just uh, to keep things cheery, um, with the conversation of Charles Manson. Yes, yeah. But the, did you know that Bruce? He thought Bruce Lee was was a suspect. Well, I think uh, he's, he's he's a man known for his delusions in one way or the other. Ah, oh, yeah, but, but Roman Blansky's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he um, um, he had he. He he had sex with a child. He he gave drugs to a child and had sex with her. In remo- apparently out of remorse, he was in a sad place, and that's why he did it. Apparently. He did it. Out- he raped a child out of remorse. That's what he says. Wowzers! Uh, wasn't it? I think it was at Jack Nicholson's house. Um, I'm not sure. I think it was in the back of a car. Oh, I thought it was Jack Nicholson's house. Um, and, and Roman Polanski gave a 13-year-old girl, um, drugs and, um, uh, forced himself upon her in, um, 
well, you you can you, you can you can find the details online, and yet um, we still watch Roman Polanski movies. It's a tricky one because he, he, he's well. It's not. It's, living... it, is it tricky? I mean, he lives he lives in Europe now, doesn't he? So so that he, in a, in in a country where they won't extradite him, and um. He, he, uh, he did it, and I think he admits that he did it. Well, he does, yeah. I think it's. it's, it's, it's I suppose it takes it back. I just watched the um, the old Louis Through documentary did the other night, and uh, obviously with your docu- upcoming documentary on the the glitter fans, it yes. kind of sheds a. It seems to be, you know, and also like with Michael Jackson, he he seems to be held in a different regard, even though a lot of things have come out after his death about what's been found in his. You know, Neverland's dungeons, etc. Yes. yes. Um, but it, it seems to be if, you, if you've got a level of credibility, if what you do is seen as as artistic or or better than just general. Well, yeah, Gary know. Glitter is a joke. Jimmy Page is a rock god. Um, the, the, Jimmy Savile was a joke. Roman Polanski makes artistic and commercial movies. You know. Uh, uh, and you, it goes on and on. You know, Rolf Harris is a joke. Michael Jackson is a, you know, redefined um, dance music. You know, it goes on and on and on. I still don't know quite where we are with Woody Allen. You know, it's all very, very odd. I don't know. I don't know where I am with anybody these days. It seems the conversation with with those special people. Yeah. Um, it seems to be the conversation always quickly turns to, oh, we've got to separate the person from their art. Yeah. Um, and yet nobody ever says that about, like, Gary Glitter or... Well... Simon, Simon the, King, the, 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 he, he had a song out. Um, no, not Simon King, um, Jonathan King. Jonathan King, sorry. The, the, the Glitter fans do. The Glitter fans go, well, I can tell the difference. I separate Paul Gadd, the paedophile, if indeed he was a paedophile, is their argument, from Gary Glitter, the rock star. And then I say, yeah, but you know they're the same person. <laughs> uh, and, and they managed to somehow... The glitter fans that I've spoken to for this documentary, or at least some of them, somehow managed to separate glitter from gad. Hmm. I mean, you could even possibly take it as a bigger, you know, conversation about how society views like paedophilia. You know, sometimes it's a, it's a sickness. You know, somebody like Michael Jackson a lot of times say, "Oh, he had the, he was abused by his dad, and he he always felt like a child, so he identified with children." And, and you know, it only seems to be that those kind of debates. Oh, and also, when... also, you know, and this is not in any way. I'm going to say this because there will be people that won't hear what I'm going to say. Right? I'm not in any way condoning paedophilia. It's sick. In periods in history, have and and in different cultures. Um, sex with children actually wasn't frowned upon. You know, in, in Spain until about five years ago, the age of consent was thirteen. You go back in in some um, in some uh, um, uh, groups of people or tribes of people. When the boy turns thirteen, he's taken off to the the woods and and men have sex with him. It's an induction into into being a man. You know, so it's um. It's a weird thing, but I just wonder with... It's really interesting, isn't it, that the people that are considered a joke in the entertainment business, Rolf Harris, uh, Jimmy Savile and Gary Glitter, compared to people that are considered serious artists, Jimmy Page, Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, Michael Jackson, um, how their, their crimes, or at least the accusations in some of those instances, how they are taken more seriously... In, in in some instances, and and brushed off and defended in other instances. Oh no, certainly, and I, I think it's it's the cyclical nature of things. How it's 
it's often the, you know the the evil monster and the, the the innocent victims and then you know not always but statistically sometimes those innocent victims will become um those those evil monsters in the future yeah. and then it's basically this the same story over and over again until you know people are you know with this this sickness really are, are treated for it in a, in a way, rather than kind of like throw away and you know lock it up and throw away the key, because uh, otherwise we're just going to be keeping doing this forever. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, I, I think it's easier to break the cycle now than perhaps it has been, in as much as that we talk about it more. Whereas in the seventies and eighties, we didn't talk about it. You know, in the seventies and eighties, it wasn't. Um, d- 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 watching one, I can't remember which film it was, but one of these horrendous documentaries I've watched recently about children being abducted um, uh, in America in the eighties, and in, and and they had to they, they did a special news bulletin explaining what paedophilia or pedophilia is. I think they say what it meant, what it meant because in in but nineteen eighty four eighty five America. People didn't know what that word was, and they didn't. People, grown-ups want to have sex with children. That what really? But, they couldn't well, understand it. Yeah, at the same time, it was kind of seen as like freedom of the, the press. It was kind of seen as fringe. There was a lot of um, that was some of the stuff that was brought up in the papers. How you know they were trying to blame the extreme left for some oh. uh, publishing that they did in the eighties, the, which was well. Then I was re- I was reading about that the the paedophile information exchange pie. I hadn't really I wasn't really aware of it. I knew it popped up in a few stories. I was reading about that over the weekend. That's my my fun weekends, guys. Is googling the paedophile internet uh, information exchange, and it was like a, a semi legitimate. Magazine, a fanzine for paedophiles, and some um, quite high-profile um, MPs backed it because it yeah, was freedom of expression. That's it. it kind of got bulked in with a lot of other, like kind of like anarchist materials yeah. and other stuff. And um, that, I don't know if they necessarily knew what it was, but it, it was definitely one of those things that uh, kind of like fell fell in with that, and they haven't to justify now. Well, Pablo, um, that was a really interesting chat on paedophilia. Yeah, it's not exactly what I was calling in about. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter. We 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 filled a few minutes. Uh, it, it, thank you, Pablo. It, it's um, it's good to get your brain thinking, huh? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Chris! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Chris. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Well, Chris, well done. That's um, fi- If I had a bell here, I would be <laughs> tingling it now, and £5 would uh, find its way into your current account. What have you got for us, Chris? Um, first of all, I want to say I'm very much Team Cath. Sorry? I, I am very much in favour of uh, Mrs Boyle being on the radio more. OK. Well, she's not on um, now, and because of that, she won't be on for the rest of the hour. OK. That, Apologies. Just because we have to keep her in her place. OK. Uh, and if if she starts to think that there there is a fan club out there, then um, it would go to her head, and 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 we don't uh, we don't like encouragement here at Talk Radio. It's it's that that's frowned upon. OK. But, Apologies. Uh, apology um, accepted. Po- apology considered. <laughs> the reason I called is I just finished watching Wiener. 
What? The documentary Wiener. Oh, Wiener, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think? I thought he's a dreadful man that I would very much vote for. It just, (laughs) my head was messed with. For those who don't know, Wiener is a brilliant documentary that's online now, and it's about this um, American senator, a politician, who is, 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 is very passionate, uh, he's uh, he's uh, on the left of politics, and he gets caught up in a scandal where he's been sexting pictures of his um, body and his penis, his wiener, no doubt, to um, to uh, various young women. A couple of years pass, and he decides he wants to run for mayor of New York. He's running for mayor of New York, and halfway through the campaign, more pictures come out. Um. I uh, I felt sorry for him. Yeah, he, he seemed like a entirely decent guy. Yep. Who had strong opinions about the working conditions of the people of New York, and then he got caught up in all this nonsense. And and yes, he did terrible, terrible things, and it, he mistreated well, well, his wife. Well. He didn't do terrible, terrible things. He didn't rape anybody. No. He didn't, um, you know, he, he cheated on his, he cheated on his wife several times. Um, he, it could be argued he abused his position of power because he's not, you know, didn't, I didn't strike me as a particularly attractive man. So, you know, it, it, it was, it was a power thing. Yeah. Um, and he, he's portraying an image of a happily married father. Um, so he's he, in some ways he's kind of slightly misleading the electorate. But everybody was consenting in what happened, um, and he he didn't rape anybody. Yeah. So I would I would I, I, yeah I wouldn't say terrible things. Yeah. No. No. I I I think that's fair, and it's. It, it, it felt uncomfortable the way the media were behaving around him. Yeah. Um, certainly, um, when Howard Stern, towards the end of the film, made a situation oh, I thought Howard, where... I thought Howard Stern was an absolute arse in that film, as I do generally think he is anyway. Yeah. yeah. What he was doing, getting one of the women that, um, that, that, to, to rock up, I just thought that was mean-spirited and was... was I, I don't like Howard Stern. I think he's an atrocious, atrocious radio presenter. Yeah. Um, Go on. You want to, you, I, feel, I feel like you're holding back, Chris. Say something. No, 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 no. I, I, I just feel that maybe this expectation that politicians have to behave a certain way and we, we, we back off from politicians being real. And and we saw Anthony Weiner sort of being passionate and being fantastic and being um, fighting for the people and we just... Yeah. It just... It was... It was peculiar how we turned on him. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, completely. Um, you know he's been done again since that film again. came out. In the last couple of weeks, he's been caught out again. 
I didn't know that. No. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it appears to me, and what do I know? Why should I speak for I know nothing? It appears to me that he's a sex addict, or he's an addict of some kind, and he can't stop doing what he's doing. You know, to his to the jeopardy of his career. Um, his wife will probably up and leave him at some point. I mean, his career is is, is in tatters now. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, the fact that he keeps putting himself at risk for these cheap little thrills. And, but, but does it not sort of hark back to what Pablo was saying earlier? Should we separate people's sexual predilections from their talent? And he's a talented politician. Um, I well, the argument would be, and I don't know if I buy this argument, but the argument would be that he is portraying himself as a happy family man who is trustworthy and honest. It appears he's not trustworthy in as much as he is not a happy family man. He is cheating on his wife. So it could be argued that that that, that is of public interest. I don't care what people do in the bedroom. I don't care what people get up to. As long as everyone's consenting, the wife obviously wasn't, but as long as everyone is consenting and, um, uh, you know, everyone uh, leaves happy and, and uh, I don't have a problem at all. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad we... I think we sorted that one out, didn't we, Chris? I think we did, yes. Excellent stuff indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I've come over all queer, dear listener. I don't know why. I feel a little bit bit um, peculiar. Very hot. And um, I'm going to say it, nauseous. Keep listening, guys. This could be the one when the big guy collapses. Huh? Could be. Or at least chucks up in a bucket. I've done that before on the radio when I was at another place. Um, I had a terrible migraine and I threw up in a bucket. I feel terrible, Kath, all of a sudden. Very... Uh, no, 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 I don't want pills because I will chuck them up. It's partly coming into a bloody hot studio, but I feel t- awful. Anyway, yes, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. I, I, I just rang in to make a point that uh, I don't trust the media because the media has time and again over recent years lied about all the major issues. I'm assuming you're going to give me some examples now. Yeah, how the media has lied about Trump, lied about Brexit voters, covered up Hillary Clinton's crimes, covered up the crimes of her associates, how did they lie? OK, let's pick one of those. How have they lied about Trump? Saying that he's a misogynist and a sexist and a Nazi. Oh, jo- Jonathan, and a- Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. He's a misogynist and a sexist. He was just slagging off a Miss, a miss Universe or a Miss World because he didn't like what she said. He was slagging her off because she was a bad person, not because she there's was a, a woman. Well, or no, a there's, there's, there's videos of, of her in the... Uh, I think it's in the 90s. I watched a really interesting thing about her. Um, in the 90s, or the early 2000s, where, because um, he owns Miss World or Miss Universe, whatever it is. Let's say it's Miss Universe, I don't know. And she won it, and then she put on £20, and he called her fat, and he um, made her go and lose weight, and he invited a press team to film her exercising, and shamed her. He shamed her. Well, if That's, that's misogyny. 
That's misogyny. If she put on, if she put on twenty pound, then that isn't misogyny. That's fact. Yeah, but no, but to she call her, no, Jonathan, 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 to to shame her in public and to organise a a, 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 a a fitness regime in front of the press that is shameful. That is misogyny, mate. No, it isn't. Yes, it's it, Jonathan, 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 mate, listen, sometimes you come on, you put on a half-decent argument, and I can be bothered with it. I can't be bothered with it tonight, mate. You're talking rubbish. You're talking absolute rubbish. Well, I could... Thanks for calling. Uh, let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Ian. Hip, hip, hip. What? Hip to the power of three. Thank you very much indeed. It's hip to be cute. What kind of cake? Exactly. Um, no cake tonight, please. No cake, please. We're British. Anyway, our friend Boris is in Birmingham. Who? Boris Johnson's in Birmingham. So, so what? They all are. Because it's, it's, it's a party conference. Yeah, I know. It must be an exciting moment for the residents of Birmingham. Well, apparently they've closed all the Wall Street off. Right. Because of the heightened security alert. Oh, jeez. I mean, um, terrorists aren't going to want to go to a conference, right? Because they're boring. I've been to party conferences. They are boring, man. Nothing happens. Remember what happened when the tools were in Boston in 1984? And the IRA had that bomb in the Grand Hotel? I take back everything I said. Terrorists will want to go to conferences. They tried to take out Mrs. Thatcher, didn't they? Yep, they they certainly um, uh, did. They blew off the front of a hotel. I do remember that. Um, but, um, it, it, I mean, this is the conferences are boring. Um, this one is particularly boring because Theresa May is, I'm going to say this, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to be the first person to put my cards on the table about Theresa May. Theresa May is going to be the most boring prime minister we've had in decades, possibly even more boring than John Major. Boring than Major? Can you imagine her as a latex puppet? Can you just take that, whatever it is in your mouth, it just sounds like a sausage or something sausage-shaped. Can you... I'm sitting by the fish pond. That would be what it is. He's... You're doing what, by the fish pond? I'm sitting by the sitting. fish pond. Okay. Um, she really is um, a very dull person to listen to in interviews because she's very monotone and she talks in this one voice and it's it's all very one note and very controlled and measured and also she doesn't reveal anything with with david cameron and with thatcher and with blair and with gordon brown they would say stuff but she doesn't reveal brexit means brexit um i'm not going to reveal anything i'm not worried about the pound going to its its lowest in years she's just boring man can you imagine if they brought back Spitting Image? No. She would be a great puppet like John Major. Yeah, yeah. I sold a Spitting Image puppet yesterday. Oh, yeah, which one? Mickey Dolenz of the Monkeys. I had to meet a man round, round the back of Waterloo, and um, this man came up to me, gave me 50 quid, and I gave him a Spitting Image head. It was very, very uh, surreal moment. How did you manage to get Mickey Dolenz's head? I chopped it off his body! Ooh, cannibalism. Oh, I didn't eat it. Didn't eat it. I'm not a pervert, mate. I if if push came to shove, Alan, yeah. I would I would kill you 
and I would feast on you. What would you have first? Um, your buttocks. Oh, well, you'd have the stomach, because there's plenty of fat on the stomach. I don't want the fat, I want the meat. I want the flesh, and I bet you've got very fleshy buttocks. Well, what part well, of me would you put in your mouth first? It would say... The leg. You go for the leg, would you? So if we ever got stuck in a lift, say, or on a mountain top, now we've had this conversation, yeah. we would both be eyeing each other up, knowing that the other one would want to kill us and eat us. Unless Kath stuck with us and she could have us both. Um, uh, she certainly could. And then we could kill her and eat her. Oh, you mean... Cuff could eat both of them. Yeah, well, again, just give me a second. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Childish and um, uh, offensive, and I can tell Kath is typing a furious retort on the screen. She says, yes, she'd be up for that. Lovely. Um, Okay, Alan, I'm I'm assuming we've reached the end of that call. Till tomorrow night. You say that. Well, not tomorrow night until we've had a sleep. Thanks, mate. Take care. Ta-ta. 844 Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uh, it's the late night phone-in show... About nothing. Imagine that, a show literally about nothing, where you can call in about any old iron, any old iron, any, any, any old iron. Now, I'm not feeling particularly well. I don't know why. A little bit of a stomach bug, I think. Um, so um, we, we might end the show uh, with uh, uh, an interview I did a while ago with David Icke. How's about them apples? It's a good interview with David Icke, actually. You, uh, you might enjoy it if you haven't heard it already. So we'll do that. Apologies, apologies, apologies to all the boys and girls um, listening at home. But, oh, would you, that caller just dropped off. Do you want to get Richie back, please? Um, yeah, these things happen. Um, but do give us a call if you want for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. 0844 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. We call you back. So far we've talked about cannibalism. We've talked about um, music. We've talked We've talked about all kinds of things. Maybe one day I should sit down and um, keep a note of what I'm talking about. It would be easier to refer to. Let's go to Richie. Evening, Richie. Oh, my goodness. Am I, am I straight on? Well, well, you have been waiting, and then you disappeared, and then you came back. So, um, Oh, it, I fell off. Do you, need, do you need a run-up? Do you, do you want to wait for a minute? What do you want to do? Oh, you only gave me a second. Do you want 30 seconds thinking time? No, I don't need any time thinking. I could give you 30 um, seconds. If you want to... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You're not ready. Go for That's it. unfair. 30 seconds. Just, just, just catch your breath. Here we go. Okay. Oh, lovely. Um, 
we're, we're 15 in. We're 15 in now. 20. 25. Hello? Do you want another 30, 30 seconds? 30, no, we're, that's it. We're 30 seconds. Well, do you in. want another 30 seconds? You, you still sound incredibly underprepared. No, I'm absolutely fine. I'm going to give you. Um, an, I'm going to give you another thirty seconds. Hang on. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> oh. Here's a thing. I'm not really interested in the news. I think the news is overrated. But and I forgot this because Luke Haynes and I were chatting, but we both laughed when we heard the news at ten o'clock that the woman, the lady—I don't even know her name. She was in the job for such Mm -hmm. a brief period. The lady that was in charge of UKIP has stepped down after being the leader of UKIP (laughs) for two and a half weeks. (laughs) How the the hell does that happen? (laughs) What happened there? Um, Blimey, UKIP, really? Really? Uh, The United Kingdom Independence Party, Farage stepped down, they didn't let the black man (laughs) go put his name, do you ever, I can't remember his name, it's Stephen, um, no, 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 he's black, he's mixed race, but there was a big um, furore that apparently he was, Stephen something, someone tell me his name, Um, he was 17 minutes late um, entering his, um, his application to be leader of UKIP and they went, no, no, you're too late! And everyone's going, is, oh it, my goodness, is, it, is it because he's black? They go, no, no, we're not racist, but we're not letting the black man. No, he was 17 minutes late. No, 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 no. We're not allowing that. And he was oh, clearly the best candidate for the job. Clearly the best candidate for the job. I'd interviewed him once, actually. Really nice bloke, apart from the fact he's in UKIP. Um, and they said, no, no, no. And then the, the lady won it. And then two and a half weeks later, she stepped down. Let your conspiracy mm. theories start now. Right. So, UKIP... Yes. ...were supposed to be the uh, thing that we're all wanting, wasn't it? We all wanted... Uh, we weren't all wanting... UKIP to... Hang on. Well, no, 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 well, no. We not me, no, not you. Well, but, but all of us apart from the, us. The, con- the country wanted wanted you, England to be yes. English. No. Well... It, isn't it? Isn't it Is just it the UK otherwise English we Party? We didn't, yeah, we we wanted to be y- united as an English people. Is that right? Um, otherwise, we wouldn't have voted for him, would we? Why did you call in, Richie? Because well, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about UKIP. Okay. And uh, I've got a couple of other things I want to talk to you about. Um, But UKIP, UKIP were struggling, weren't they? Struggling. They were struggling. And then what happened? What happened? Everybody 
or 50% of the country voted to be independent of Europe, didn't they? Yes. That doesn't mean to say (laughs) that 50%... It was more than 50%. 52 percent i think something like that that, yeah so so it was literally a 50 50 split wasn't it well no it was literally it was 52 it was literally not a 50 50 split it was it was it was very much (laughs) half of the country wasn't it no because, uh, like, okay, okay, there's a hundred there's six there's sixty there's sixty sixty million people in the country well, or there or thereabouts. Thereabouts, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thirty million people, or there or thereabouts, voted for one thing. No, they didn't. Okay, well, because you're include uh, you're including children in that. You're absolutely right. Thank I've you. Got it wrong there, haven't I? Yes. No, Ian. Very good. Very good. Um, fifty fifty percent. What on earth is? Should you? we say? No. Well, no, but it was. It wasn't. You keep. You keep going back to the fifty percent. It wasn't fifty percent. What, what? What would you think it was? Well, how many children are in? How many children are in the country? I know ten. <laughs> is it ten? Ten is it? <laughs> but we we, we must <laughs> as a, as a voting people. How many? How many of the youngsters voted? What, do, you think, ha- do you think a lot of the youngsters voted under eighteen? Well, no, 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 none. So, okay, so, so no, they wouldn't have done. But they're like, let's say eighteen to twenty-four. Right? Did they did they know what they were voting for? Yeah, they were voting well, they, 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 for Brexit they, they or were not? Vo- they were voting for Brexit. Yes. Do you need another? Why? Why? Need another thirty seconds. Why were the youngsters voting for Brexit? Well, I don't know what they... We're not supposed to be talking about Brexit. We're not supposed to be talking about Brexit. Right. I I didn't want to talk about Brexit. Okay, what what do you want to talk about? What I'd like to say is that... As the show, as it stands, is growing. It's become much, much more inclusive towards more people so far. It's excellent. The show is excellent. But can you can you can you hear me? Okay. But why are we talking about the politicians and the Brexits? You, when I asked you just a minute ago what you called in to talk about, yeah, you said I've called in to talk about UKIP and Brexit. Well, yeah, I, yes. So that I don't want to talk about Brexit. Okay, but that, I'm, I'm I'm just coming off of the last conversation don't that, come that, that we were me. having on the phone that we were having on the conversation. Okay, that it was on the, that, that we were having, um, and I don't want to talk about that. Okay, um, but what I do want to say is that over the last couple of days, uh, I have heard you pick up. You have been really starting to move forward. What? Well, from what? From I what to from from whom from, to from where? Last week, from last week. Yeah, you were very down. Yeah, you came up. Yeah, we had a we had some really great shows. Thank you. They were really they were really awesome. That's great. But and 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 or but but don't but talk about but the goodness 
the Brexit. You I mean, just said you talk. wanted to talk about <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> OK, well, I'm going to talk about Brexit for one minute. You just said don't it's talk like, about it, I, and now you want to talk about it. Can I have 20 seconds? I haven't got 20. 20. seconds of Brexit. Go. Can I have 20 seconds of Brexit? Go. Right. Jeez. OK, right. Are we going to be better off as a country without being in Europe? No! Possibly. We're going to be worse off. How? And how does that work? I don't care. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Are we going to be better off being in Europe? Hunt's going to kick out all the foreign doctors. (laughs) He says we're going to train up. We're going to train up 1,500 doctors a year for the next 10 years. So that in 10 years' time, we'll have enough doctors. We won't need any foreign ones. And they can all go home. I think we need those, don't we? Because they actually work hard, don't they? The foreigners work harder than the lazy British doctors. They do because because they they they, they want to work Still for it. Brexit. We've got we've got people in this country who don't want to work for their money. We've got people that they? wouldn't want to. Um, they're now saying right when we kick out all the mm. European manual labourers, right? Mm. The the mm. British young people. Should go and pick fruit. <laughs> I don't want to pick fruit. You ever pick fruit? You ever been strawberry picking? It's fun for five yeah. minutes, right? Yeah, and, it's all right until you filled your tummy up full of strawberries. Well, see, they're bending gone, down. Stand up, bend down. They're all manky ones. They're all manky ones. Anyone yeah. found it? There's a, there's a good one here. Oh no, they're all manky. And you go, no, let's get some. Let's get the Europeans in. Oh, we can't. We're going to send them back home, and we're going to have our own British doctors. I don't want British doctors. I want foreign doctors. No, because no, they I, work hard. I think I've understood the situation. Right, so the people that are in this country, yes. doctors, yes. who who were who who were voting, yes. were they not? Did they vote or not? Okay, I've cut him off because I've got literally no idea what was going on there. I may, I don't know. Julie, hey Ian, what kind of cake? <laughs> Battenberg. Uh, Battenberg's a very heavy cake, isn't it? It is. It really is. It's a weighty cake. Um, weighty cake, but pretty. Yeah, it looks good, actually. How do they do that? Is it four um, different cakes? Four, four quarters of... Four, well, two cakes cut into half and then put on top of each other, but... Oh, okay. And then they cover it in... in what was it covered in? Marzipan or marzipan, something? Oh, I don't yeah. like marzipan. Nor do I. I'll pick it off. And I'll tell you why, because I remember being at my nanny Peg's house when I was about five. I went to the kitchen, there was this big rectangular yellow block. And my oh, aunt yeah. Diane said, oh, do you want some of that? You'll like that. I went, yeah, yeah. And I had a <sighs> massive bite of it, and it was marzipan. And ever since then, same reason I couldn't eat um, olives for ages, because when I was about 16, I had my first olive, but I thought it was a grape. So my, <laughs> my mouth was set for grape, and I got olive. Yes. Now I love olives. So... <laughs> Still don't like marzipan. That'll learn them. Certainly will. Anyway, Julie, what have you got for us? Um, it's really kind of hearing people talk about um, judging people and giving them second chances and yes. on this hand he was bad, on this hand he was good. I've got a personal dilemma. Uh-oh. Um, no, we're not personal, but it involves me. I'm, I just, I'm in so two minds what to do. Yeah. I, I'm just so confused. Okay. Can I, can I tell you about it? You certainly can, yeah. 
So this is a brief backstory. It's about my aunt, yes. who's actually my mum's cousin. So I call her aunt, but and she's related, but she's distant. She's always had an obsession with um, Native America. Yeah. Or Native Americans. And about eight years ago, she left her elderly mum and four grown-up children to pursue love in America. Wow. And got married to a Native American who was currently serving a prison sentence. Wow, um, this is this is okay. a, an yeah. exciting story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's lo there's loads more to it, but so that's that's that. Now unfortunately my cousin, her son, um, died two years ago oh. of um drug misuse. Of what, sorry? Drug misuse. Okay, drug okay. Um and it was very unexpected. Nobody really saw it. Um, saw it coming. He wasn't like down and out or anything. But yeah. there we go. Um, so she was in America, and she's been struggling financially because she's married to an ex-convict and hasn't got any other skills. And she phoned me up to say um, that she'd put on uh, a donation request on Facebook, and a lot of her not tried, but uh, community had yes. donated to pay for um, plane tickets for her and her husband to come across to the funeral. Okay. Because it was in an account, she asked me if I could put her flights on my credit card. Julie, stop there. There's the per there, dear listener, is the perfect point to leave that story. We'll come back to that because we're going to hit the break in about 30 seconds and um, uh, that there is the perfect cliffhanger uh, to uh, hang on to was the cliffhanger to um, whet our appetite for um, it's not wet your appetite it's wet what does wet mean w-h-e-t it's another question we might be asking after the news we won't because i'll forget all about it uh, julie stay there we will come to you in a minute if you want to join in dear listener you're more than welcome to it's a strange show tonight but then they often are. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll get the rest of Julie's story after a little bit of this. Across the UK, online and on DAB, a radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can also watch the show. And aren't you guys having fun watching on Periscope? If you uh, type into your internet, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Um, it's coming up to midnight. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for 
tomorrow I'll just keep moving on There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far but you know it won't be long We're almost there and we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I'll find what I call home Until tomorrow you know I'm free to roll So, before the break we were listening to uh, Julie's exciting story of uh, a wayward aunt that left her family and went off to America to shack up with uh, a Native American who was um, who was a crook. She was obsessed with Native American culture, was she? Yes. Good for her. Right from when she was kind of... And do you know what, to a certain extent, I kind of supported her in her choice of, you know, if she wants to follow her dream, follow she should go for it. People should follow but, their but dreams. The, but, but the thing is, if if that's what you choose, you know that there's going to be consequences to doing it, yes. which means not seeing her family, not being there for when her mum died, um, and and obviously her son as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... So she's, she's, that, she's, she's crowdsourced the money for her and her fella to come over to the money, UK, yes. Um, but it's in a, you know, whatever account, so could she borrow my credit card to put the flight so that her and her husband can come back for her son's funeral? Yeah. Of course, you know, of course. Um... So I do that, and she yeah. goes um, back to America, yeah. and uh, I say to her, she's, she keeps saying, oh, you must give me your details, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I give it to her, and she says, I'm a bit short this month, um, because yeah. I had a, an accident, something, or I've got to have an operation, oh, yeah. uh, but I'll give you some money as soon as I can, yeah. no problem. Um, uh, long story short, she told me that she had actually... Um, spent money on hotel rooms oh. going to Canada on the way back from yeah. England or way back to America. Yeah. And so I said to her, look, I know that money is tight for you, so if you just give me a little bit of money, even if it's $50 a month. Yeah. Now, the thing is that the money, which was a $1,000, or is it a £1,000? Uh, $1,000. Okay. Um, it's not going to, I'm, I'm by no means wealthy, but it, it's not like my children will go without food. Yeah. <laughs> if I gave to her. How long ago was this? 18 months. Right, you're not going to get the money. Right, exactly. Now, my question is is this. So, she keeps on spamming, um, or had been spamming my direct mail on Facebook. Right. And just, you know, just rubbish. Some political stuff, some humorous stuff. And I said, look, could you just please stop this? Because it keeps, you know, it's, yeah. it's a pain. No problem. Anyway, last night, about one o'clock in the morning, I've had a really bad day. She sent something which was a political statement on the state of rivers or something and yeah. how the U.S. government... Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Rivers, and yeah. I replied, yeah. stop sending me this poo. Except I didn't use the word poo, I used the S-bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop sending me this poo. Yeah. Um, she wrote back to me with the biggest... Sanctimonious. I bet she did. Yeah. Rant. She sounds delightful. Of, um, at least I didn't. Put, I don't put whatever it was. 
that I've got on my public Facebook, um, blah, blah, blah. I care about people. I work with people on a humanitarian level. Um, it's all I can do. No. If I can just save a life like nah. my son, blah, blah. You, you, now, you, you, I'm, t- I'm torn between giving, tearing her a piece off no. or not replying or it's like... Do I let her get away with it? My, my suge- Mor- morally, the- it's reprehensible, but... You're not going to get that money again. You're never going to get that money, right? No, absolutely. And my- I, I'm, aware, I'm aware of that, but it's kind of... Do I kind of stand by the principle where she hasn't even made any attempt? My suggestion, or- my suggestion would be... Yeah. ...is to, in a very calm fashion, yeah. without any swearing, say, look, yeah. 18 months ago, mm-hmm. I lent you $1,000... Mm-hmm. 18 months later, I haven't got a penny of it. I am going to unfriend you on here. And it breaks my heart to say this, but I don't want anything more to do with you because I can't mm-hmm. trust you. Good luck. The thing is... Bye-bye. Yeah. The thing is, she's, she's such a drama... She's such a drama queen. Let her, let her, let her be dramatic. Just get, you just... know, you just think, <sighs> is it going to create more... I don't know if it's worth the aggro. I don't want anything more to do with her. But should I just not say? I just don't know. So you think my suggest? Well, if if you don't say anything, it's up to you. But if you don't say yeah, anything, if I don't say anything, it's like it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I can I can I be honest? Please. I think you enjoy the drama a little bit as well. Sorry. I think you enjoy the drama a little bit as well. Um, I, I used to, but not anymore. Okay. If you don't tell her what the problem is, she won't know, and she'll think you're, that you you buggered off because of um, her sending a thing about a river. You need mm-hmm. to make it clear and explicit that you are upset and hurt and disappointed that, that she mm-hmm. couldn't repay your generosity and um, you don't want anything more to do with her. You have to mm-hmm. write off that money because that's never yeah, going to happen. it's already written off. Yeah. And when she um, sends abuse either directly to you or if you block her, she will send it via other people or she'll yeah, find your yeah. email. You have to ignore. I had a brilliant email, right? And I'll tread carefully. I had a brilliant email on Monday, right, that was so full of poison and yeah. so full of vitriol and yeah, was, yeah. Was, was literally insane in the yeah. accusations it was making at me that um, me and Kath read it again and again and again and we <laughs> laughed out loud at this email, right? Yeah. And it would have been so easy for me to have written back or to have come on the show and, and said this person's name. It would have been so easy to do something, right? And yeah. we both agreed the best thing was to to walk away from it because get, getting involved mm-hmm. in, a, in a hissy fit with a, with a yeah. complete idiot, you know, it shortens everybody's life and no one, no one wins. And, and um, so we, we, we now keep that email and when we're feeling down, we look at it yeah. and laugh and feel sorry for the poor soul that, that had to, to send that. Um, and I suggest you just have to walk away and let go of the drama. Mm. But I think you quite enjoy the drama, Julie. Um, in the past, I, I certainly have. Because um, she was, you know, we really kind of, I suppose, we live vicariously through others. And, you know, what a story. You know, my aunt's gone to America. She's yeah. married somebody who's in prison. She um, uh, decided at the age of 56 that she couldn't pay the bills. She was a medical rep, had lied to get her job. And then started sleeping with clients and became a prostitute at the age of 56. I mean... Let it go. Unbelievable. Let let it go. But I don't want anything more to do with her. But am I being mean for kind of... No. No. Tell her. Tell her and and then 
and wish her luck and peace and love and happiness yeah, and exactly. let her go and block her and never speak yeah. to her again. I and mean, she will, she will send, she will write to you or she will yeah. send, and she will probably send something really angry to you that will yeah, get your I, I hackles deal, up and you, you, you just pity her and delete it and, um, yeah. Let go. Ground, but stand my ground. Yeah, let it go, man. Yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you, Julie. Um, there we go, you see. It's true, though. It was an email the other day. Oh, it's just so funny. Genuinely. Laugh out loud. Nuts. <laughs> I've shown it to a couple of friends and they've gone, what? Say what? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We, I'm gonna, I'm not feeling great, but I'll stick around to the end. We won't play the day we like in for you. We'll save that for another day. We've also got um, Susie Quattro lined up, which we recorded. Got Melanie lined up. That was a tricky interview, Melanie. Yeah, she was um... quiet. Yeah. It's quite quiet. Um, but brilliant, but delightful. It was a brilliant story about Jimi Hendrix on a plane and um, Jim Morrison uh, backstage at the Isle of Wight. The word I was going for was she was, yeah, nervous, I thought. A little yeah. bit nervous. Yeah. But charming. Yeah, she was really charming. She was lovely. I've just retweeted a, a naughty picture. Oh. Have you seen it? No. It's about the UKIP woman. <laughs> Is it the one that Cathy uh, Burke put Yeah. <laughs> Diane James resigns after a photo of her and Jimmy Savile found. And basically, it's a picture of Ronnie Wood, who looks like Diane James. <laughs> and Paul Weller looks like... Paul Weller looks like an old woman there. Oh, dear. What's going on there? Isn't that strange? It's really weird. Um, anyway, she didn't even last... 18 days she lasted. What's going on there? Hey, eh? What's going on there? All the guessing games are... Uh, and, then, and then, then Farage said... He might go back, and then he said he definitely won't. So we'll see what he thinks in the morning. Stephen Wolf was that the gentleman's name? I can't remember. I think he was 17 minutes late. Obviously the best qualified person for UKIP, apart from the colour of his skin. <laughs> Not saying that UKIP's racist, but <laughs> the best candidate. Now nah, we're not we're not going to let you in, mate. Sorry. Bit late. You're a bit late. Little bit late there, mate. Oh, look at this front page of the Daily Mirror. Horror of the Black Magic Lion Killers. Turn to page 17. Oh. We will turn straight to the old page 17. Slaughter of the Lions for Black Magic. What are they taking? Um, well, lions. No, but which bits? Normally they only want bits. Lions are being poisoned and mutilated in a spate of black magic killings in South Africa. Details of the slaughter emerged... As an international summit on endangered animals in the country refused to ban the trade in body parts of farm big cats. Well, how do we know that this is for black magic? I, I suspect that there are people out there hunting lions um, and they've gone, we need to make this story sexier. Black magic. Let's read on and see how the reporter... I bet they're going for the cojones. Martin Bagot. Well, the, the, the cojones, that's um, an aphrodisiac. That's not black magic. Um, that's, that's science. That's proved, is it? Yeah, 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 of course. Well, a lion's testicles, of course, are going to give you the horn. <laughs> you see how horny they are? Well, the only time I've ever seen a lion's <laughs> testicles 
and I saw quite a lot of lion's testicles. Well, you've lived. When, well, when you go to the zoo, yeah. the lazy lion is always flat on his back with his legs akimbo. So the lioness is running around, getting the meat and sorting the kids out and everything. Well, the lioness um, won't be getting the meat of these fellas, <laughs> let me tell you that. Um, 13, lions, no, 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 no. 13 t- lions and two tigers have been poisoned in the last month, mm. with four killed in the latest attack last week. One of them beheaded. You don't hear... Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way. Uh, we call you back. You don't hear of cows being mut- mutilated, possibly by aliens anymore, do you? Cows and horses were... The 70s, the 80s, and some of the 90s, they, they got replaced in the 90s by crop circles, constantly being mutilated. But it was like... It, some of it was cruel, but some of it was like laser precision surgery mm. that could only have been done by futuristic technology from space. Yeah, that's not your chupacabra, is it? No. That? no. Witch doctors are feared to be targeting the farmed animals for use in muddi, a traditional Zulu practice using their body parts for medicines. Well, hang on a minute, which parts have gone missing? Because they found the dead animals, only one of them has been beheaded, so... Another possible end use is the lucrative Chinese medicine market. Well, they're clutching at straws here, aren't they? Kelly Marnwick. Right, this is where the story is bullshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelly Marnwick of the Endangered Wildlife Trust said, if heads, feet and tails were removed, then there is likely a link to either Chinese traditional medicine or muti trade. But the tails. Oh, so this whole story is just what she thinks. The tails and the feet and the heads of all but one of the 13 lions and two tigers are there. Everything's there. So this is completely made up. One head has gone missing. And I bet you get. Um, what do they call it? Brain cheese, don't they? Head cheese. Head cheese. Oh God, that's a horrible phrase. Yeah, well, that's what they guess what they get. You get it with the, the um, it's a delicacy in certain parts of America from sheep and cattle. Head cheese. Ooh. So the others just died, did they? Could they have caught like a tummy bug or something? They have been poisoned. Oh. Campaigners, uh, tiger and a cub are among the big cats killed in the last spree. Two lions were killed in an earlier poisoning. Fifteen-year-old lioness, a nine-year-old lion died. Uh, none of the body parts were removed. Well, Martin Bagot, you've just shot yourself in the foot. Um, none of the body parts were removed, but the legs of one that was killed were bound, ready to be hauled away. Well, then they wanted it for a bit of meat and a rug, that's all. So, um... So that's... So stories. His email's there. I'm tempted to email him and say, Sorry, mate. Um... Have you read the story that you wrote? Because you said it was black magic, right? And you said that it's heads and feet and tails of black magic. And then you said that um, none of the body parts have been taken. So what are you going on with? Go on, tell him, right? I'm not going to email him now because you know me in emails. We... <laughs> yeah, have a little think about it first. This is the thing I've learnt this week. Have a little think about it. Baby Andy Goldstein, of course. <laughs> I had a hairy baby. You had a hairy what? Baby. Okay. She looked like Pauline Quirk. Should really have looked at the papers. Hey, Pauline Quirk mm. um, has opened up 
an acting academy yeah. near where I live. And I saw all oh, this is exciting. She's got one. Of and then I was driving somewhere else and it said there was a Pauline Quirk acting academy there. Then I was in a third place and there was a sign on the back. She's got them everywhere. Yes. Franchise. So I'm guessing she doesn't come in and do it. Uh, I think it's got to be a franchise. You think? You you license. Like a Saturday school or something. Pauline Quirk's likeness. And then you can, because anyone can set up a drama school. I remember, um, this is a bit mean, but I'm, I'm not going to, no one will know who I'm talking about. I did a performing arts degree, as you know. And um, there was one person on there who was awful, awful. Once we were doing a very pretentious um, uh, piece in the style of Arto, Jet of Blood. And uh, we had a, a, a coffin. And we wrote on it R.I.P. And she said, why does it say Rip? Oh. And um, then about 10 years after college, we were watching London Tonight. And she'd won an award for setting up a drama school and, and teaching and stuff. And we're going, what? What? But what? How is that possible? What parallel universe have we have we slipped into? So, um... But I'm sure Pauline Quirks is excellent. Oh, I'm sure hers is brilliant. But franchise, I'd imagine. I'd imagine... I like Pauline Quirk. I think she's um, she's good. She was what was that? She was in that Copper series. I tell you what, I've really gone right off. Was never really on it. Um, Robbie Coltrane is the sex offender. Right. I need to see the rest of it because obviously we had visitors, so we had to turn we the telly off. Turn the telly off because Luke came, and I thought that was rude of him to arrive on time. Yeah. Because we were watching um, that. I'm, my feet I'm on disappointed. The chair. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm disappointed about Robbie Coltrane, the program. Yeah. A, it's called National Treasure. So when I tweet National Treasure is rubbish, my American followers think I'm being rude about Nicolas Cage. I'm not. No. B, he's not a paedophile. Well. They're not. He's not a nonce in it. He's a rapist. We still don't know what, is, uh, what he's been looking at on his computer, though. Um, C, there's too much of the crossing of the time travel streams. And now they're just doing it willy-nilly. And four, it's boring. Yeah, I think it's terrible. But no one will say it's terrible because it's Robbie Coltrane. And, and Ju- Julie Waters is brilliant. I don't think Coltrane is that good in it, actually. I think she's brilliant. Um, I think the word is one note. Yes. That's two words, but you know what I mean. Um, and people won't slag it off because of what it's about and what it represents. And, you know, it's an important story and stuff. I think the daughter's quite good. Overacting. Oh, really? I think so. I mean, in, in my humble... If you disagree with us, Dennis, if you've seen this, this National Treasure, and, and people are raving about it, I don't think it's very good. I think it's it's dull. I think they're trying to be too arty with some of the shots. Oh, the shot fit. of the uh, coffee this morning. Oh, this the afternoon. coffee. What the flipping... But up. I will watch it, because I've started, now I need to finish. It's just the way I roll. Pain from ingrowing toenail op made me cut leg off. Mm. Flipping heck. She paid about five grand for that as well. A teenager paid to have her own leg cut off. Struth. After more than three years, about three and a half years. That's what that means, isn't it? Not four. Three and a bit. Three and a a bit. It says more than three years. I'm going to say three and a half years. Of hellish agony caused by an ingrowing toenail. Sport. Blimey, isn't it, though? Sport-loving Hannah Moore uh, took the incredible decision when the pain she endured following the nails removal grew unbearable. NHS medics refused to carry out the amputation, so she paid five grand to have it done privately. Where, where, where would they do that? 
isn't it amazing to think that in the old days they would chop your leg off without any you'd be awake yeah at best you'd be drunk on rum uh, at best you'd be drunk and you'd be biting on that leather are you getting all your medical knowledge from like pirates yeah okay no that's yeah, yeah, legit yeah. Um, laudanum they use as well this is interesting Last night she revealed she couldn't be happier and is even dreaming of competing in the 2020 Paralympics. Is that allowed? Yeah. Why? Because she's done this herself. Is that allowed? That's a, that's a genuine question. Because I could be like... Imagine I was a brilliant brilliant sprinter. Right? Brilliant sprinter. But I'm not quite Olympic standard. But my times are better than the Paralympians. Right? If I chopped a leg off or something like that... What would you chop off? I'd chop an arm off. I could beat the Paralympians and get a gold medal. Mm. Just doesn't seem fair to me. Do you, do you know what I mean? It, I'm, I'm couching this in an awkward way, but it doesn't seem me, it doesn't seem fair to me. Or you should be able to join in because you've gone, you know, you've gone the extra mile. You've chosen to be there. No, it's a sprint. I'm not. There's no not oh, long right, distance. Sorry. Coronation Street's cobbles have been locked away to stop them being flogged online. <laughs> We've walked on them. I know. I found the pictures the other day of me behind the bar. Me behind the bar at the Rovers. Is it good that? The old set is being ripped up to make way for flats and offices in Manchester. Just what Manchester needs more of. Offices. The stones were removed under close supervision and are stored in a warehouse. A source said... Anyone who was on the set would have... Would Do the voice. Anyone who was on the set would have a field day, our kid. Flogging them for, say... I don't know, 20 quid a pop. Wow. Do you ever listen to me? <laughs> yeah. I think we know the answer to that. Huh? Mm? Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, they, nine, um, nine. I liked that, that tour we did, but I thought that the souvenir shop lacked vision. Oh, it was bobbins, wasn't it? Right? I would have had some flying ducks in there, standard. I would have had some um, proper, uh, what's his name, Jack Duckworth glasses. You could buy the repair kit, couldn't you? The plaster. This is interesting, isn't it? Uh, to, and today's news, I was a man, but now I'm a woman. Oh. For a decade, Jonathan Willoughby was a familiar face to viewers as the presenter of a regional TV news show. But the journalist has now returned to screens after a £14,000 gender reassignment. Not £14,000 for gender reassignment. Five grand for a leg to be chopped off. Anyway, so I, so um, he is now she, and that's fantastic and wonderful, and it's great that it's not even a particularly big story. What, what strikes me about this is, is obviously, when you um, gender realign, you um, uh, have to, you don't have to, but it, it, it's you change your name quite mm -hmm. often to your new um, gender. What's he gone for? She gone for? She's changed her name from Jonathan to India. Oh, now. Is it is anybody actually called India? Apart from the country. Posh kids. I think um Katie Hopkins. Kids called India. Oh right, okay. Is it I just don't is it a trendy name at the moment then, India? Just it just strikes me as an odd um choice. 
what would you call yourself if you if you became a man? If I became a man, it's um, a good. That's a good question. Well, I think about what I would have ch- called my girls if they'd been boys. Well, Joe, Joe, or Joe. Yeah, Joe or George. It was going to be Joe. Mm-hmm. Granddad was Joe. What, Joe. What are you going to Joseph? <sighs> I'd be like Susan. I'd be hot. I'd be Susan. Susan. Yeah, I'd be hot. <laughs> I would be. I would be hot legs like these Susan Susie 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 Q I'd be that's what I'd be Susie Q or Susie Wong I'd wear a Susie Wong dress and be Susie Q what are you six foot three yeah yeah oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio late night conversation wealth losing sleep Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hey, there's a good point. Yes. On Twitter, well, Adrian says, trouble with transitioning to a female oh. weather person is you'll knock 25 years off your career. Hmm? 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 Um, Scott wants me to talk more about head cheese. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yes, Dennis! Good evening. Good evening. Oh, no, it's good morning. No, it's not. This is it. It's, 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 it's half past twelve. It's good morning. It's, we haven't had a sleep yet. Well, that's hard lines, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Catherine, can't you teach him a Manchester act? Well, I've been trying. We're both Mancunians, for God's sake. Aye, aye, I'll kill a go to foot of our stairs and side the I've pots. I've never heard anyone say that. I'm saying it now. <laughs> I'm saying it now. It's Joy Division. Is it? Nice. Joy Division, Sidon Pots, at foot of our stairs with Joy Division and New Order. <laughs> Unfortunately, mine's not a proper Manchester. I did you be... ever, Dennis, did you ever go to the Hacienda and, and um, uh, go raving there? No, where, where? At the Hacienda. Where the hell's that? Manchester, mate. Manchester, oh, mad for it. Well, you no, never it's... mad for it, Dennis. On the you ever go and go to the Hacienda? Must... I got some pills and I'm mad for it. It's Hacienda. Hacienda, our kid, our foot of stairs, with New Order and Joy Division. <laughs> no, they wouldn't let me back in again. Hacienda, our kid, Joy Division. My God. Joy Division, Dennis. Ah, it's Joy Division. It sounds more Mexican than anything. It does, doesn't it? It's Joy Division it's like on third Vine. bandit. I'll tell you what, our kid, I flipping love Joy Division. They're playing a gig at Hacienda. Let's go down there, get some pills, on Manchester, man for it, at the Joy Division Hacienda. Right, the thing is, the thing is, Dennis, this is the voice he does when he's taking me off. I know, I'll get, unfortunately, half my accent is Yorkshire, because there are a lot of Yorkshire. In the families, but nevertheless, mad for it, Dennis. You are banging, my... banging it up live at the Hacienda with the Joy Division. My lads take the Mickey out of me with my Manchester accent and their deep south. Mm. You know, to talk about grass instead of grass. Yeah, my girls do that. Golf instead of golf. Ridiculous behaviour. Okay, I'm going to cut you off now, Dennis. Right, ben. Oh, Dennis. The fake away pizzas. <laughs> How does this even make sense? Right. Go on. One in four takeaway pizzas tested in a probe, I'm guessing with a probe as well, were topped with fake cheese. Head cheese? Head cheese. <laughs> Head cheese pizza. Ugh. And the wrong sort of meat. Oh. I've got loads of mouth ulcers. I'm, I'm, 
Stop sticking your tongue in it. I need to um, start drinking again. That's what I need to do. Trading standards officers found turkey. All right, you're pushing it now. Being used, our kid, instead of ham. Beef passed off as pepperoni. No. One owner um, was cautioned and three others sent warning letters after tests on 40 pizzas from independent takeaways. So not your high street chains. Independent. I would never... I would never get a pizza from an independent pizza establishment. I want it from one of the chains. Oh, really? And I think you know what chain I want it from. Yeah, I know exactly which chain you want it from. We've got an independent pizza establishment in my town, and until the chain moved in, it was the place to go. But no, I think people deserted it. Five pizzas. Eight! That's what I meant to say the other day. So there's a new... um, You know every high street has got a shop that... uh, uh, that, um, Every six months, a new business opens in yeah. it, right? Because yeah, they obviously yeah, yeah. don't know the market. It's like there's a there's a little cafe. It looks like a really nice cafe has opened opened opposite the cafe Nero I use, mm-hmm. and I th- I saw it. and I thought you ain't going to be there in three months, guys. You're opposite cafe Nero, right? Do you know Amptill? You've been to Amptill? Yeah, I do. I know. There was a shop, and I think it's been a milkshake shop. Yeah. Uh, now it's something else. Before that, yeah, a rubber clubware shop. What? But fetish? Well, no. Like, you know... What? Like, rubber, rubber like PVC dresses and stuff. Yes, that's fetish, mate. No, but not, like, black. You could get it in pink. Yeah, yeah, it it's in... still, still for, for deviants. Anyway, yeah. What, what'd you get? I bought them out, didn't I? So, well, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a shop in our high street. Every six months, a new restaurant opens, right? And you, you see it and you think, I just want to go in there and say to them, guys, listen, I've been here for a while... Save your money now. Cut your losses now. So this new place, right? See if you can spot what is wrong with this. This is what it's called. It's an accursed building. But see, this is what this new new. It's a restaurant. Right? This is what it's called. This is what it's actually called. Go on. This Go on. starters and mains only. <laughs> That's what it's called. Because everyone wants to skip starter and go for the puddings. Yeah, but, but why? Starters and mains? Are you nuts? If you're going to do two out of the three... Sides and puddings. It's sides and puddings. Why would you... Starters? Starters if you're... Starters are the first thing to go. So what? You've got your um, breaded mushrooms. Yeah, and bruschetta. And um, prawn cocktail in a glass. Get rid. Everyone wants pudding. Five pizzas did not have the correct meat topping... And five were covered with, now I've never heard this phrase before, cheese analogue. What? Made of non-dairy fat or oil. Cheese analogue. Made of non-dairy fat, so it's just fat. Flavoured fat. I bet they were delicious, though. Mm. The inspectors in Warwickshire... Also found the cheese on a pizza was only 20% mozzarella. The rest was cheaper cheddar. I'm not not bothered by that. No, I'm not bothered by that. Just as long as there's lots of it. The tricks have been revealed following a takeaway boss being jailed for manslaughter after a customer... Oh, the peanut allergy thing. Yeah, that guy. That was sad, wasn't it? Um, Last year, a nationwide investigation found one in five takeaway lamb dishes were contaminated with other meat. That's a bonus. There's other meat in there. As long as it's meat. As long as it's as long as it's kind of like brownish and chewy, 
I'm not really that. I'm not really that fussed by it. I think with me, you're right. It's kind of in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Do you remember the horse meat scandal? Yeah. What happened to that? I don't know, but I've eaten horse on purpose. And it's it's just meat. Turns out. Um, mm. Did anyone actually get done for that? No, no one did. No, no, no one did at all. Um, just... Uh... Written about Terry Jones there. Oh, sad. Yeah, sad. Did you see the clip of him that put up on Twitter of him accepting his award? Oh, no, really? Oh, yeah, and his boy boy, had to do the speech. Oh, I don't... I'll I'll see that on another day. Yeah. Uh, Last 20 minutes of the show, you're more than welcome to join us. There's loads of people watching on Periscope. You can call us as well, Periscope, as I can see. We've got like 100 and... Uh, 130 people or so. 0844 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0844 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Um, last 20 minutes of the show he's kind of just uh, kind of winding down I think is the uh, thing oh there's Karen Dynchuk's boobs she's going on an <coughs> island isn't she she's doing a I'm a celebrity or something sexy selfie queen Karen Danchuk admits she wanted to dance around naked when she conquered Bear Grylls's celebrity island uh. I've met her she's absolutely delightful and charming the saucy ex-Labour councillor. Saucy. Saucy. She wasn't particularly saucy when I met her. And former wife of Rochdale MP Simon Danchuk revealed she was by far the toughest in the group of showbiz stars. I bet she was. I bet she was. She's hard as nails. Yeah. Hard as nails. The she's woman's a, got grit. Don't mess with her. Well, you, you know, if you're messing with her, it would, would be delightful as well. But I'm just suggesting don't, you know. Whatever you want to do, I'm not bothered. Well, she might be bothered. Ask first. So many thought it would be like a beach holiday on a tropical island, she laughs. I'm not a pampered celeb, so I just got on with it. I am tougher than people think. And no-nonsense Karen's takeover as leader this week got results. Is this going on for, like, ages? I don't know. I thought it was a one-off. I haven't been watching it. Watch Celebrity Island with Bear Grylls Sundays at 9pm on Channel 4. Nah, I don't know. Mm. Is that the one where someone weed on him? Didn't Mel B we on him or something? Oh, really? Yeah. Some people would pay top dollar for that. Here we go. Go for a walk without leaving your chair. This is an advert. Um, your health. Are mobility issues preventing you from living life to the full? Yeah, they are, actually. I'm lazy. Missing those leisurely country walks with the dog? Can't get to the post office for those weekly essentials? Remember those fun walks with the grandchildren? It doesn't have to be that way. Weekly essentials from the post office. Enjoy effortless exercise. Effortless exercise. Better circulation and greater mobility with this all-new circulation leg exerciser trademark. Go for a walk without leaving your chair. Right. Hang on. Saying enjoy greater mobility, but it's telling you to stay in your chair. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that does. Revitalises and rejuvenates your lower limbs. Mm. Relieves the aches and strains in sore legs and feet. Um, keeps your legs and joints moving automatically. It's genius. Right. Get back on your feet with the doctor-recommended circulation leg exerciser. The passive motion device that keeps your lower limbs moving 
so you don't have to. Walking is something that most people simply take for granted. Just stand up and go. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I forgot. Just stand up and go. Don't forget to stand up, mind. For others, like you, it's perhaps not that straightforward. If the simple act of walking has become something you actually have to endure, then it really can take its toll on your overall health and well-being. Um, thankfully, help is at hand. Basically, what it is, is you, you sit on a chair, right, and you put your feet on it. Yeah. And it, does, it moves. It moves your feet. Look, look, look. look it's like that. And that's doctor recommended, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which doctor? It's um, Dr. Steve Mann. Oh. He says, um, I've seen firsthand the health benefits of the circulation leg exerciser. It's important that we stay as active as possible. Yeah. Oh, she's just, I might get one of that. these. £135.94! Jog on! Be cheaper to, to um, pay a European worker to just sit there and, and uh, move my legs for me. Oh, no, we're, we're sending them back. Yes, Ray! Good evening. You were talking about uh, shops that never seem to last long. Yes. Mm. I mean, I remember when I lived in, uh, used to live in Finchley, in East Finchley, there was this shop which, I'm sure in about three, in about a year, it, it was three different shops. Uh, first of all, it was one of those, like, retro second-hand clothing stores, which never seems to work. Yep. And then it became this uh, ice cream soda parlour place called, uh, and this is what, honestly what it was called. It was called Eat Me, Lick Me, Drink Me. Flippin' <laughs> heck. I've, I've got those three films on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> the trilogy. Yeah, paint, yeah, they're good. It was painted bright pink, and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. But no, that didn't last. And uh, eventually it became uh, an Eastern European food shop. And how's that doing? Well, I don't, they seem to take over everywhere and do very well, you know, with loads of fruit and veg outside, and, you know, somehow they do well. Well, um, people need fruit, people need veg. Uh, well. Veg. <laughs> veg. Oh, that sounds filthy. Doesn't sound as filthy as it could have been, Ray. Thank you very much for that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now, we didn't do the story last week of the um, uh, woman... Um, Having sex with a dinosaur. Yeah. That's a you hose say having it down. sex with it. No, she was, rubbing herself on it. She was. She was having sex. The dinosaur may not have been. Was sitting there agog. She I, was dressed as Pebbles Flintstone or something, oh, wasn't she? Oh, that's a good look. No, is Pebbles the baby? Yes. That's not a good look. I meant Betty Rubble. A shameless couple were filmed having sex outside while a baby lay next to them in a buggy. little bit close to the knuckle, that one, I'm afraid. A witness said they romped. Witness didn't say that. Under tram arches in Manchester. Is that euphemism? No, it's actually tram no. arches in Manchester. Manchester, Manchester, with the joint of his arm. He said the fact they were doing it feet away from a child in their care is disgusting. Well. When we shouted at them to stop and think about the baby... <laughs> No one think of the children. They just carried on. Wow. After they finished, the man rolled a cigarette and the pair split up. The witness added hundreds of people could easily have seen them. But just the witness and they took pictures because they were so disgusted. I've never come across... Oh, no, I told, I, I've never come across anyone having sex in public. I told you when oh, yeah. that, that photo shoot... 
that I drove in when I was driving. Oh, my, yeah. It was a woman. Was, we're driving my car in central London, and this, this came out of this car park and was going down this sort of. It wasn't that quiet a street actually. It was a public street, and there was a woman. She had a fur, like all glammed up. She had a fur coat on, and red high heels and and stock and stockings. And I mm, thought classic look. And there was a guy with a camera. She was holding her coat, and I thought. I know exactly what is going on here. So I stopped and I was right. She opened her coat. She was completely naked underneath. And the guy took the pictures. And then she came over to the car. And I thought, I've seen these bits in the, the magazines. I'm out of here. And I went, oh, no, 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 I'm off. Me and my sister came across um, a couple at it. We'd been walking home from the central Nottingham. Hey. No shoes no shoes on because uh, we've been dancing all night. Yeah, Our feet were Dan- killing dancing, us. Dancing to the joint division. <laughs> so we were walking back and I said to Vic, I said, when we get to um, the edge of campus, I'll phone for a taxi because I've had enough of this. Yeah. Got to the phone box and as we approached it, well, I could see this guy in there and he looked like he was sort of... Whoa. He looked like he was sort of bobbing up and down. I could see his knees going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then as we got a bit closer... I saw that there were somebody else's knees up, like, and her feet were higher up. So I asked them to pass the handset out, and I told them the number. (laughs) You're joking. I am joking. We decided to walk it. Didn't like to interrupt. It seemed churlish. But um, in the phone box. Outrageous. (laughs) Outrageous. It was the slow realisation of what was going on. (laughs) I'm just just finding a song to end up, because I do feel a little bit queer. You feel a bit dicky as well, do you? Yeah, I do, but... Tell me, what, tell me how you feel, and I'll tell you how I feel, because I want to see if we've got the same lurgy. Like a jiggly tummy, like... Um... Yeah. What is that? What is that? What you have was a packet of crisps. Yeah, and chocolate. And I licked the floor. Did you? A little bit. And I spat it in your mouth when you weren't looking. <laughs> Here's a... Nope. That'll be nope. There is a bug going around my kid's school. Yeah. That's what we're going to end on. What, on the bug? Yeah, that's what we're going to end on. Um, hang on a minute, let's do a little bit of wicked mathematic. Come on, boarders. No, 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 no. Four, five. Fifth. We're going to go 5450, that's what we're going for. That's our out time. Are you sure? I'm, no, I'm not You're sure. Sticking with that? Not sure. I feel terrible. I actually feel sick. I really thought I was going to be sick earlier on. It's come back. It went and it's come back a bit. So feel you feel like you want to burp? Yeah, I really want to burp mm. and, and quite a bad headache. I'm getting a headache. What's going? What's going on, guys? What's going on? I think someone's cast a spell on us. Villagers were last night at the centre of a whodunit over the disappearance of a noisy peacock. <laughs> They launched an investigation after Pat the Peacock vanished amid reports of gunshots and s- suspect a killer is among them. Yeah, but only a killer of a bird. It's not a real killer. Police were called after locals claimed they heard three shots. Boom, boom, boom. They failed to find any evidence or Pat who was adopted by villagers two years ago after he flew. They are um, literally the most arrogant bird mm-hmm. in the world. Not only do they do that thing, that fanning thing, yeah. which is enough. Yeah. It's the yelling, like, uh, what was he called? Theophilus P. Wildebeest. Say again. Theophilus P. Wildebeest. That's the fella. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> that thing. I yep. mean, <sighs> attention. Uh, 
and then make me... What time did I say? 58, 55 what? It's 50 or something. I didn't say that at all. I ran it down here, but I ran it on the... Right, 54.50. I remember the 50 bit. Well, I, feel, I don't know if I'm gonna, how I'm going to make it home. I feel terrible. I put the air con on and I'll listen to um, the two mics on talk radio and afterwards. Or I might listen to there's a Rolling Stones documentary from 1975 on Six Music tonight. Is it the second part of that one we listened to? No, last, last night was part, it said it was part 10. What? I don't know what was going on there. I enjoyed that though. Really old fashioned 70s documentary. Weren't they camp? Yeah, yeah. Now a cloud of suspicion hangs over the entire village of 258 residents. Officers have already spoken to farmer Chris Frank as Pat roosted in a tree near the guest house he runs. It's claimed he wanted rid of the birds. Flipping X. After receiving a negative TripAdvisor review because of the noise. What? But Mr Frank denies any wrongdoing. He said, I was there that night, but I was shooting rabbits. The peacock might have been frightened by the sound of the gunshots and run off as there are woods nearby. Police are happy I've done nothing wrong. But a villager who confronted Mr Frank on the night Pat went missing said, Fact he was shining a tart straight into Pat's tree, was shooting, and the Pat hasn't been seen since. It's pretty suspicious behaviour. It's like Midsummer Murders. Isn't it, though? Resident Michael Reed feared Pat may have been spirited away after being shot dead. He said, It was early in September and we heard shots, and the next morning he was gone. He was a noisy bugger, but we all adored him. Um, North Yorkshire Police spokesman said inquiries had been carried out, but no arrests have been made. No arrests have been made. Where's Pat? If you've seen him. If um, you've seen Pat... Um, or Pat, if you're listening, well, get in touch. We're just worried about you. Well, I mean... There really is nothing going on in the world at the moment, is there? That's that's what um, that last half hour of radio <laughs> tells me. Um, I don't know if I can make it home. I feel absolutely awful again all of a sudden. I might I might sleep here. I might sleep um, sleep here and be woken up by Paul Ross. That'd be nice. Paul Ross, your very own Paul Ross alarm clock. Tea's made. Who was it yesterday we spoke to? It was, it was doing. Um, they were they were setting their teas made, weren't they? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm flagging a little bit. That's it, dear listener. That is your lot for this evening. Strange shows they often are. The best ones are. Uh, we'll be back tonight at ten o'clock. Uh, I thoroughly recommend that you go and download the podcast. You can go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. And type in Ian Lee Talk Radio. Uh, back tonight at 10. Until then, from us, ta ta. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Making any sense, but I felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day.
We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio. 